Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Breaking news from Chicago, where actor Jesse Smollett has just been indicted on 16 felony counts for what authorities say were false claims of being the target of a racist and homophobic attack by strangers. Who the f would make something like this up? Smollett could face up to three years for each criminal count. who police say desperately craved attention, now getting it for all the wrong reasons. This is an outrage. The fact that he maintains his innocence makes it even more outrageous. I defy anybody to find any indictment anywhere where somebody has brought 16 counts for being a victim of a hate crime, basically. What is happening here is, frankly, a media gangbang of this guy. I doubt it. You are fake news. Very fake news. I'll be honest with you. I agree with that. Skag three over he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Plenty uh, to talk about tonight in an absolute hodgepodge of news. Just a million small stories that don't really fit together in any coherent way but we're still going to go with it. Uh, you heard it there in the intro that Jussie Smollett has now been indicted by a <laughs> Chicago grand jury on 16 counts <clears throat> related to January's hoax hate crime of the year. But oh, his yeah, yeah. lawyer still insists he is in fact the victim of a hate crime and Jussie is getting a media gangbang. <laughs> so we'll update the story. Plus I teased it on uh, Wednesday during the call-in stream, but the great UK intersectionality battle that we covered two weeks ago, whenever that was, between the gay teacher and the Muslim parents who are very mad about their children being indoctrinated with pro-LGBT propaganda. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what our call was. I should have gone back and listened because we were trying to predict who was going to win. Well, the fight is over. The Muslims have officially won. Yeah. Mu yeah. And so, so we'll update the story there. Coincidentally, and, in the interim, I've converted to Islam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen the trajectory slowly over time. <laughs> We've all seen it coming. Uh, crazy footage this week. Taco Bell employees give a guy uh, a real Jussie Smollett gangbang uh, or gang beating, I suppose. In Philadelphia, uh, before they all get fired. What weird footage. Just a bunch of, like, uniformed Taco Bell employees just kicking a guy in his girlfriend's ass for we uh, reasons that don't seem to justify what's going on. But we'll we'll talk about it. 
I did a video this week on uh, Portland State and the the cowbell guy. I don't know if you saw that. The guy who stopped a whole speech by just ringing a cowbell in the guy's face and standing there in the room the whole time. Well, there's even more craziness going on at Portland State because students there are now going crazy over uh, plans to keep their campus security armed. Apparently, this is very controversial. Campus security armed. Nobody needs to have any guns. And, of course, they shut down student speakers who spoke at the Board of Trustees meeting in favor of keeping campus security armed. Take a look at that. Uh, good news on the bump stock front. Sounds like Gun Owners of America is pretty optimistic about arguments that they made before a Michigan federal court this week. So we'll check in with that. Plus, hoax hate out of South Carolina from a local mayor. Is it, uh, is it a hoax or is it just pure delusion? We'll evaluate. And of course, we'll take Super Chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good low-down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on uh, mattchristiansenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. If you want to take the show on the go in an audio format, you can do that with the links in the description. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Notice in the uh, intro there, I did not mention Stream Me, where we <laughs> set up at a, a backup plan in case YouTube did, in fact, ban us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were streaming to Stream Me mm-hmm. last Sunday, the Wednesday prior. As soon as I'm done promoting it as a backup option for people, <laughs> it's now dead. Stream yeah. Me is gone. And, yeah, and this. Yeah. It wasn't new. Streamy had been around for many, many years, like at least five years. I'm a little confused. Let's talk about how this happened first. Yeah. So I forget what day it was. It was, it was Monday or Tuesday. The, the website just goes offline. You get a 404 if you try to go to it. It's just gone. And people were tweeting me, emailing me, and I thought that was odd. Maybe the website is just having some technical difficulties. It'll probably come back. It's not coming back, at least if the reporting is to be believed. And I'm not super familiar with this website, but... Ethan Ralph is quoted in it. He, he would know. And he knows the people who are, who are running the site. At least he claims. So we have what he says and we have what some other people say. Some are saying the platform was planning on merging with scuff.com, which is an upcoming streaming alternative. Others are, uh, and so it was banned for, for, or they, they voluntarily quit for that reason, I suppose. Others are saying it was shut down by its domain registrar, which is apparently GoDaddy, which has been censorious in the past. I don't even know if any of that's true. That's just what this reporting says. Claims are made. This is the one I'm inclined to believe, at least because of the source. There's no way to vet any of this, but if Ethan's saying it, I'm inclined to believe it. Uh, He says, uh, Ethan Ralph says that he has spoken to the site owners and what happened is 8chan users doxed them, them being the owners of the site. I saw people going after StreamMe for basically being the Nazi streaming platform like Gab. But isn't 8chan supposed to be filled with like 4chan style folk? That's, yeah, that's why it's confusing. Is Some people are saying it was uh, left-wing people. Some people are saying it was right-wing people. I don't know. I don't know why anybody on the right would do this. But supposedly these people doxed the users, uh, the owners of the site, apparently threatened their kids. And StreamMe... I guess has been operating at a loss and owners just decided it's not worth it anymore. Oh, man. So, it was, so it sounds like maybe the, the doxing and the threatening was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And they're out for that reason. I heard that they, that they were getting sent like pictures of their kids. I don't know if that's true. And there's, um, there's 
reporting in this particular article that's kind of gnarly. Like they were sent pictures of their wives uh, in a in a in a desecrated manner, so to speak. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The owners' wives also received photos of themselves covered in the trolls' excretions. Let's put it that way. Uh, so it sounds like they were put through uh, some unpleasant experiences, and they just decided they don't want to. They don't want to participate in this anymore. I understand. I don't begrudge them for this. Now, as far as where that puts us, we're back to square one in terms of a, <laughs> a, a stream backup. I mean, the obvious answer, I mentioned it before, would be Twitch. But Twitch has been more censorious yeah. than YouTube, and that doesn't make sense to me. So if you guys out there have another place that that uh, you like to go for streams, that maybe I'm not aware of, send it my way. Send, send me an email. That's Matt at mattchristiansonmedia.com. And uh, I'd, I'd like to set up something because YouTube might ban us on a moment's notice like they tried to do the other week. It's just now we don't have Streamy, and Streamy had a good record on free speech issues. So we'll, we'll try to figure it out for now. We're, we're sticking with YouTube. You and know, of course, we've been the audio hanging platforms. by a thread every show since we started. Every Pretty time. much. That's a, that's a fair description, yeah. yeah. So why would I be worried now? Point Speaking taken. of hanging by a thread... Ah, good one. I, I know. Uh, a, a, seemingly, my internet issues are resolved. I don't want to speak too soon because I did have an outage for about two minutes today, but I have an immediate backup plan if that happens. But I had my internet company here rewire everything above yeah. our door so that my dog cannot get it. Yeah. So hopefully we're in the clear tech-wise, connection-wise. Although when Not I made really. that announcement on Wednesday, it all went to hell yeah. very quickly. And I will say, I don't know how many screenshots, memes, artwork, stuff I got in my email of just images of Blonde and I related to Wednesday's stream when the internet connection was failing entirely. Just because of sheer volume, I have to just say thank you all I for know. your submissions. I left. I, there, there were just too many to share on the show. For those of you so, that weren't watching on Wednesday, I had like a very severe outage and it kept freeze framing on me and different panicked faces, like panicked, yeah. angry. It was really funny but also ter terrifying <laughs> so thanks to everybody who grabbed the screenshots hang on to them because you might have use for the expressions at a later date um before we move on the 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 meetups are continuing to be very successful and that's exciting uh let's see i got a whole bunch of uh, meetup photos uh listeners meeting up in cities uh, all over not just the country but we got an international submission i guess we had london last week but we got another one this week anyway uh, this is a big group in LA. That's very cool to see. Uh, so thanks to everybody who turned out to so many to, chicks too. This makes I me know. so happy. So, so good for the LA group. Glad to see that was successful. We got a group in Toronto now. So yeah. that's very cool. Joining the international, uh, contingency and, uh, Boston, we got Boston, a lot of people in Boston as well. And a couple people in uh, Orem, Utah. I don't think I've ever been to Orem. I'm not familiar with Orem. But, oh, uh, is that a baby? All right. Yeah, little kid. Uh, yeah. So so looks like things went well there. This meeting in Southeast Michigan, outside of Detroit. My goodness. I don't know. We've got like a dozen people here. So oh that's really exciting to see. And then, um, and then Boise, Idaho as well. We have oh, several man. people in Boise. When I was re reviewing these today, it made my eyes well up with tears. Yeah. <laughs> this is very cool to see. We're ha we're happy to I see know. the photographs. And one of the most, if you listen to the call-in show, uh, the, the Wednesday stream, a question we get frequently or just talking point is how do you meet like-minded people? How do you make friends when you feel like you're in a, in a minority and you feel kind of hopeless? 
this is one way now. So if you want to get in on these on these uh, podcast meetups, there's a link in the description. You can sign up, put your information into a, a spreadsheet that everybody can view, and then go ahead and uh, I mean I don't have to tell you how to do it. Everybody's getting done, uh, getting it done. You yeah. send people emails, you you text them if they put their phone number, you you get them on Twitter, whatever. And uh, and boom, you got some like-minded friends, which I is know, uh, very humbling for us to see. That's very we cool. We should send some of these pictures to Jared Holt because we've got some minorities too. That's true. <laughs> Many tokens, Jared. <laughs> so I, uh, now I immediately regret that decision. <laughs> so we got people listening to the stream right now. Hey. Hey. That's not me. No. <laughs> we, we only have to prop them up because people like Jared make us, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Thanks everybody for raises. No, on a serious note, it is, it is very awesome to see. And I'm glad that people are finding some, uh, some new friends this way. This is, this is super cool. Big stories this week. If you listen to the Wednesday stream, uh, you heard us talk about this or me talk about this. I'm going to be honest. I just do not care about this Ilhan Omar scandal. I don't care what her opinions are. I'm totally, I'm surprised that people are surprised that she holds these opinions. Uh, Why yeah. is that surprising? Yeah, that totally. seems what entirely did I say on predictable. Wednesday? Muslims gonna Muslim. Like, Muslims like, gonna you, Muslim. What do you expect here? Yeah. Now, when I, I the one thing that I actually do find extremely controversial, and I'm not belittling you if you if you take a lot of issue with Ilhan Omar's uh, statements and claims of fact, go ahead. She, say she's wrong for this reason, that reason. Instead, what's erupted is uh, a big. Uh, it, it's just a huge. Uh, moralization events, if you want to put it that way. Everybody's Especially got to... on the right. Ugh, if I have to hear Sean Hannity talk about this one more time, I'm going to blow my brains out. What drove me mad this week was watching the House, watching Congress debate about what the worst kinds of hate are. So we're going to get a resolution through to condemn Ilhan Omar, but the Democrats who care about hate in every other context, but this one try to obfuscate and try to cover up for her and they want to condemn all forms of hate. So we got this back and forth debate about what the worst kind of hate is to get an official statement from Congress, which by the way, does nothing. Give me my money back. Why am I paying taxes for this? And nobody has done a a sufficient job in telling me why anti-Semitism is somehow the worst kind of racism. It it seems like that's I I don't know I I understand the perspective that they want to uniquely call out Ilhan Omar in much the same way they did Steve King and things like that I get that I get the criticism that the Democrats are obfuscating and I think that you can hold that without trying to say it's the the most special kind that said there's definitely that flavor of it's the most special kind it has to be given its special treatment and. Again, I don't even care if you hold that opinion. My question would be, why does Congress have to say it? Why does Congress have to pass a statement that says, I just don't get it. The whole I care thing, if you hold that opinion. That's stupid. No protected not, classes. This is idiotic. I'm sick of talking about it. I don't want to hear it from the right. The virtue signaling from the right on this has been nauseating. Well, and the other side of it, the the side that would normally virtue signal about this to the utmost degree is scrambling to cover it up. And that's actually what I do find a little bit interesting. The only thing I wanted to talk about was this clip from Nancy Pelosi, who was asked about this at a, at a conference event in DC and said, Ilhan Omar has a different experience with words. Okay. I'm going to remember. I'm just, all I'm saying is I'm going to remember this excuse later. The next time the Democrats are furiously outraged about someone being racist or being a bigot or saying the wrong thing. Here's here's Nancy Pelosi. Yesterday, the House of Representatives passed a resolution 
in which it basically said they were against anybody that hates anybody, I guess, more or less. It was an anti-hate resolution, but it was watered down in the view of some people, and it wasn't as um, much of an anti-Semitic resolution in terms of uh, chastising somebody for some, something she had said. I don't think it watered down the anti-Semitic language at all. I think it, it strengthened it, and it isn't about anybody who hates anybody. It's about people who act upon their hatred, and that is what we have no place for against anyone in by the way, that's bullshit. I mean, we're talking about Steve King. Did he act upon his hatred? But no. Congress is going to take a big act against him. They're talking about vocalizing their hatred, which is an entirely different thing. I don't. The standard is so nonsensical, but she's got more to say. Our country, I don't think our colleague is anti-Semitic. I think she has a different experience in the use of words, doesn't understand that some of them are fraught with meaning that she what, didn't realize. But nonetheless, <laughs> that we had to address. And so uh, the question was, do you have one amendment that just talks about anti-Semitism, I mean resolution, or one that addresses white supremacy, a white, uh, um, uh, so many of the, the uh, uh, Islamophobia, all the rest of it. And so we thought it would just be appropriate to have it as one. What about anti-white sentiment? How about that? No, that interestingly, that's like the only one that's not named. They call out the white supremacists and they say bigotry against this, that, and the other. But you know, bigotry against white people—that's not a thing. That doesn't count. Oh my god! You know, I never say this, but what she said, kind of racist. Okay, a little sort bit of. racist. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's just this, this stupid muzzy that doesn't understand our language. <laughs> she has yeah. a different experience, experience as a experience with words. Yeah, that would never fly for me. Yeah, if we tried to cover our asses in that way. I just have a different experience I'm, with words. That's why I'm I hanging that on to that excuse. I'm bringing it back later because Nancy Pelosi set this precedent. Oh uh, other things I don't care about: Michael Jackson. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, Everybody's on fire about Michael Jackson this week. Yeah, I mean, I watched the documentary. Like he clearly diddled these kids, um, but you know, nothing has really changed. If you didn't know he was a pedophile back then, we'll come see. on. <sighs> Yeah, I guess that's my frustration. Now, I'm I'm not an expert in this. I know Razor Fist has a series of videos out that, that cast a lot of doubt on this particular documentary and on the idea that Michael Jackson was a pedophile at all. So as far as the claims of fact, I can't go there. But I guess I'm unclear about what actually changed. I know they did the documentary with the two guys and they talked about their life experience and this and that. But was anybody under the assumption before that this was not a thing? And yet we're talking about radio boycotts and the Simpsons banned the episode with Michael right, Jackson. Nothing has really changed. I mean, the no. only thing that was enlightening in the documentary is the kids that testified. They tested, you know, they, they um, advocated for him in the trial. One of them was an adult and he just explained like why he lied. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and it was a comprehensive story. You understand his, his, but it is kind of just a story. No new evidence was introduced to this documentary. Yeah, so that, I, that's why I don't understand the newfound outrage. Yeah. If there's no new direct evidence, or, or yeah, I just whatever. I'll watch this Razor Fist um, series though, because I did hear Joe Rogan talking about how there there needs to be some doubt cast on the documentary. Yeah, and of course I'm a big presumption of innocence guy. I, I have to. I'm not the expert on this, so I just don't want to say things that I can't defend. Claims of fact that I can't defend. Um, with certainty. You know? Also, he's dead, so he's not going to be diddling any more kids. This right. is kind of irrelevant now. Tell me about the Covington uh, update, because now they're suing CNN. <laughs> yeah. 
So CNN's going to be hit with a massive lawsuit worth more than $250 million, which was the amount from Washington Post. I think it was $50 million, or it was 200 in punitive um, and the $50 million in reputational damage. But they're saying it's the reputational damage from CNN because it's more widespread than WAPO, um, that it's going to be a lot, <laughs> a lot more hmm. money. His uh, attorney was on Mark Levin, I believe. Um, he said CNN was probably more vicious in its direct attacks on Nicholas than the Washington Post. And CNN goes into millions of individual homes, which, you know, I, I, I agree with this. $250 million is an astronomical amount. But like, I want these people to pay. You <laughs> aim high and you work down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get it. Um, the lawyer also said the CNN folks were online on Twitter at 7 a.m. retweeting the little one minute propaganda piece that had been put out. They're out there right away going after this young boy and they maintain it for at least two days. Why didn't they just take an hour to look through the internet and find the truth and report it? Maybe do that before you report the lies. And I, of course, absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I want these people to to really feel this, to to get hurt by this. Yeah, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a fascinating case to watch. We don't have a timeline on any of these lawsuits, do we? Or at least uh no, I mean it's gonna be filed this week, uh seemingly. Yeah, but um, you know these things kind of take forever. But it'll play out, and uh, hopefully they haven't issued any kind of retraction, have they? As far as I know, not CNN that I'm aware. Of course, the Washington Post Washington had Post that did. editor's note. Yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll keep following the story as it develops. This I love this article this week. This peak millennial article about what it's like being autosexual. Did you see this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being autosexual and auto romantic. It, it follows somebody named Gia Vitale. Uh, she is engaged to get married to herself after proposing in March 2017. And she says, my definition of auto-sexuality is being attracted to yourself. I've been attracted to myself for as long as I've been cognizant of attraction. My earliest memories of checking myself out in the mirror and feeling attraction happened at around age seven. I didn't learn the term auto-sexual until after I graduated from college in 2013. My attraction to myself made me confused at times, but once I learned about autosexuality, I was glad there was a word for my experience. I've recognized myself as being in a relationship with myself since I was in college, but I just didn't have the vocabulary to express my experiences before that. I still had sexual and romantic feelings about myself but always assumed a relationship would be with another person in order to be valid. I now recognize that my relationship with myself is as valid as any other relationship. Note um, the end of the article here, which says, I've never heard this term before. You ever heard the term soligamy or sologamy? Sologamy. Though sologamy, marriage to oneself, oneself is not widely practiced. It's not a new idea. Growing numbers of people uh, are saying I do to themselves, though it's not currently legal anywhere in the world. But this is the next thing. The this is giving me Tucker face. The sologamists are going to be fighting for their rights. How is this any different than just being a horny narcissist? It's not. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and doesn't everybody have a relationship with themselves? I don't know how you couldn't unless you end it by force. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I know you're impassioned about this battle. No, I'm Don defeated by this battle. It's, Donald it's... Donald Trump uh, is is fanning the flames of war with Ann Coulter because Ann Coulter, of course, had been highly mm -hmm. critical of him about how he's handled the border and the wall. I didn't realize this. I was reading about this tweet. 
She called him America's Merkel back in February. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> she called him America's Merkel. And Trump responds on Saturday, quote, wacky nut job and Coulter, who still has it figured out that despite all the odds and an entire Democrat Democrat Party of far left radicals against me, not to mention certain Republicans who are sadly unwilling to fight. I am winning on the border. Major sections of wall are being built and renovated with much more to follow shortly. Tens of thousands of illegals are being apprehended captured he puts in parentheses in case you don't know what apprehended means captured at the border and not allowed into our country with another president millions would be pouring in i am stopping an invasion as the wall gets built hashtag maga no official response from coulter yet that i've seen but i haven't checked for the last couple hours i know that this is kind of his personality where he he always you know fights back harder than than the way he was approached Mm -hmm. but um team and all the way and i appreciate she doesn't have blind loyalty to trump something i will say is she had a huge hand in getting him elected and so i really wish he would just keep his mouth shut and she's you know right about she's right about all of this team and all the way we'll have to see i don't know i just don't know that the fighting is uh i guess i'm not necessarily taking ann coulter's side i do wish sometimes the president's tendency to punch back twice as hard i think is unnecessary and sort of counterproductive this would be one such case where it's like yeah you're the president i know you don't like being criticized by ann coulter but guess what the president takes some heat that's kind of the nature of the job yeah i don't think that it's helpful you go look in the you go look in the responses to the tweets it's every leftist everywhere with the popcorn emoji because they're all excited to see an internal fight and this is what a lot of people on the left do you know they eat their own it's not to say that internal disputes shouldn't happen we don't want to be 100 team players as you're saying but if you're in a position where you're going to be justly criticized frequently, sometimes you just sort of take it, but maybe right. And most of her criticism about Trump are valid. I mean, she's not right about everything. I mean, she said some insane stuff about marijuana for instance. And uh, I just, I've heard her say some stuff where I'm like, Oh my God, what? But, but I think her criticisms of Trump, they're well-founded. Well, speaking of wacky nut jobs, Rashida uh, yeah. Tlaib, which I always think is Tlaib, but I guess it's Tlaib. Tlaib. You just one think you um, typoed. You had a typo. Yeah. Yeah. One of the freshmen, fresh woman Congress people. We'll try to be gender neutral and fair here. Uh, she said on Wednesday, or she announced that she will introduce a resolution urging the Judiciary Committee to move forward with impeachment proceedings against Trump. And uh, watch her fumble the announcement here. Later on this month, I will be joining folks and advocates across the country to file the impeachment. Um, uh, um, oh my God, what did they call Resolution. I'm sorry, I'm not in the Michigan legislature. Uh, impeachment <laughs> resolution uh, to start the impeachment proceedings. It's so critically important that we hold everybody, uh, you know, to the rule of law. Uh, not entirely clear what high crime or misdemeanor she's alleging. But she was critical of the president's emergency declaration to build the wall in this announcement. I'm sympathetic with these kinds of fumbles, though. They happen from time to time. So whenever I see somebody do it, it kind of makes my heart go out to them a little bit. I guess my response would be "Mm, maybe try being a congresswoman for more than five minutes before grandstanding like this. Maybe learn the ropes a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Who was who whose rhetorical skills were less developed between hers and Kirsten Gillibrand's? Who was more awkward? I've. You you couldn't pay me fifty dollars to watch that Gillibrand clip again. I, so you'd go with Tlaib. You'd go listen to her. I don't think Tlaib's was as bad. Okay. Yeah. I saw this clip this week. I'm just gonna play the clip, and you can explain to me what happened. We had these guys 
in MAGA hats being led around like they're dogs at the Trump star in Hollywood. Do I have that part right? Right. I couldn't find a lot of information on this, so I do use a source WND that I'm not even familiar with. All right. Well, let's check out the clip. Now watch this one guy kind of bottom center. He gets very enthusiastic here toward the end. All right, what the hell did I just watch? I weep for our once great nation. Yeah. Okay, leftists, and I'm actually not super sure because I could only I couldn't find any corroboration on this source. So, um, leftist activists recruited white men to don mega hats, act like dogs, and be paraded up and down Hollywood Boulevard on leashes by women on Sunday, culminating in a canine frenzy on Donald Trump's star on the Walk of Fame. So this apparently um, was done by this activist group in decline, and they it was performance art with two dozen, quote, men and women of color and members of the LGBT community. And it was based on a recent Twitter battle between Cardi B and Tommy Lahren. Says the Gateway Pundit. Mm. I, I don't even, what? Did they have a spat? I don't even remember. So, so people were paid to do this? Is that? Um, it was like a casting call. In but they, decline, but they, they weren't, they, there was no payment. I don't think so. In decline, said in a press release, the project was titled Hate Breed. The group explained it speaks to race relations in America, specifically the patients exhibited by those most affected by racism and bigotry and their willingness, despite having the greatest right to anger, to walk their attackers down a path to empathy. This is a real stretch for me. So the men okay. wore dog collars with tags that each bore the name of a racist white man. <laughs> and the Gateway Pundit noted there was a casting call for actors. One, male Caucasians for human dogs. Two, male female people of color to be dog walkers. And three, male female LGBTQ BBQ BLT to be dog walkers. Can any white people be walkers if they have to be no, LGBT? No the, white people, period. Oh, well, I guess if you're LGBTQ. If you're gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, all right. What? What? Are they serious with it? This is, I don't know. This seems this like is... it's some kind of 8chan prank, right? This uh, can't yeah, be I, real. I don't know. That's why I was desperate for explanation because it's it's such a weird scene. I mean, I guess it was but... corroborated by Gateway Pundit. But like, I, I was reading this and I was like, there's just no freaking way this is real. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's a false. I don't know. Maybe they're plants. Maybe they're who, who knows what they are. That's the weirdest scene I've seen in a while, though. Really, I just want to move on to one last quick story before we hop into Jesse Smollett. And that is Roseanne Barr's fantastic YouTube channel, <laughs> which I guess has been around for a while. Apparently, she even had her own show on YouTube. Of course, she was recently or, or within the last year kicked off of her yeah. hit sitcom because of tweets about um, Valerie Jarrett. But she's now uploading very brief videos to YouTube. And all I subscribed, filmed vertically. All filmed vertically, of course. <laughs> and I subscribed immediately because they're short and they're hilarious. But it seems apparent based on first viewing, which a lot of people sent me this week. Thank you guys for doing that. I think she's watching your videos. I think, or maybe she's watching the, the stream and taking cues from you. Because Roseanne Barr uploaded this video just called No. That's the title of the video is No. Here's what she says. Hi. Well, I hate to say it, but I think it's time they pass a law that no woman can run for any office in the, in the country. 
<laughs> women need to be banned from all, all sort of government, <laughs> running for anything. But they're all too crazy. They're just too crazy to be trusted. You know what I mean? The one woman who almost wins, she takes two years to tear the country apart trying to contest the fact that she lost. And I mean, women are just too crazy to be having any responsibilities. I never thought I would say anything <laughs> like this, but this is what I'm thinking now that I'm in my 60s. I look at these women, I'm like, oh, damn, is that what I fought for? That kind of shit yeah. is what I fought for. I don't think so. And I think they need to pass a law, executive order, get women out of government, shut them up, go home, bitch. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Now, even crazier, I searched for online outrage over this. There's nothing that I can find. No, there's no, you'd think BuzzFeed and all these people would be writing articles about this. I can't, I don't see any. And the video itself is, is doing very well numbers wise on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how I feel. Like she's totally right about this. Go home, bitch. I Go need home, that sounder. bitch. <laughs> we should make that a sounder. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I think that she's really she lived through uh, through this huge feminist wave, and she's looking back and she's like, "What did we do this for? Like, why why did we even bother? Everybody's insane." And, you know, I agree. I have people ask me all the time, like, "Would you really give up your right to vote?" Yes. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I can't well, be the only person that feels like that. It's not Roseanne, just Roseanne and me. I, I, I got to say, I am shocked. I'm just shocked by the response to it. I, I don't I don't think the position is indefensible, and I'm not here to moralize about it. I can't say that in the ideal world, I, I you know, I cuck on the issue of suffrage. That's my stance. I cuck on the issue of suffrage. Why? What's your hang-up? Well, you know, my individual rights, of course. Ugh. But... I, I guess I'm just surprised to see this as well received as it was. I mean, it's funny and it's short, but I votes were tremendous. Yeah, uh, kind of interesting. the The only other video I saw from uh, <laughs> from Roseanne that is also hilarious, and there are several, um, but the the one I wanted to highlight at least is her impression of Rachel Maddow. <laughs> this is fantastic. You ever see a person who can do an impression of somebody else mostly just with facial expressions yeah, as opposed to sound? This is great. This is her Rachel Maddow. Hi, I'm Rachel Maddow. <laughs> Putin, Russia, Putin, Russia, Putin, Putin, Russia. This is your life. <laughs> and that's pretty spot on. The facial expressions are identifiably her. She didn't have to say anything. Yeah, nailed it. I don't know where she got this hilarious wig, too. That, that, I like how that her helped. blonde hair is poking out of it. <laughs> even that face, even that still frame is, is pretty hilarious. So uh, I will link these later if you want to go check out Roseanne's YouTube channel. Like I said, I subscribed. Uh, if you want like yeah, a bunch of these yeah. weird short videos in your sub box, they're there. It's not just that. Something happens to women in their 60s and 70s where they're like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to say whatever I want. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of rad. I'm into it. Uh, do you want to take a, should we, should we do the Jesse segment or should we take a quick break? Uh, let's do, do, let's do the Jesse segment, I guess. Okay. So, well, you got the facts on this. All I know is, uh, Jesse's in trouble yeah, beyond just the one, he, he, he had one charge of disorderly conduct previously, right? Right. Um, okay. so he's been indicted by a grand jury in Chicago on 16 felony counts after allegedly lying to the allegedly lying to the police. I guess they still have to say that about yeah. being the victim of a racist and homophobic hate crime. I'm not going to recap any of this because we all know what happened. 
Yeah. So he was charged by grand jury 16 felony counts of disorderly conduct for making a false report. He was originally charged with one felony count of disorderly conduct for filing a false police report. Um, but not, yeah, an additional 16 felonies. So I, I read some conflicting information about this. Um, the Chicago Tribune, where I got some of this information, says that he's only looking at three years. But then I read three years for each felony count. That's what I heard was three years per charge. Yeah. So, I mean, potentially, which, of course, isn't likely to happen. But no, potentially. no. Uh, but, you know, he's in really deep shit. Really yeah, and, deep shit. And this also. So basically, my understanding is they basically filed a charge per lie, something to that effect. Yeah. And he lied to at least two police officers, which contributes to the large uh, count of charges here. And of course, keep in mind, none of this factors in the hoax threat letter in the mail, which could bring oh significant gosh, yeah. federal charges yeah, later. Yeah. They're still denying the allegations. I mean, I guess that's what you have to do in this situation. You kind of have to die with the lie. Well, his lawyer's really going with it, yeah. The, yeah. His lawyer, we'll listen to in a moment, is still saying Jesse is the victim of a hate crime. Right, and this is prosecutorial overkill, blah, blah. Um, it's like Which it, the, it, it may be. I mean, they might be care. going a little hard, but the, the reality is all the evidence points to the hoax at this point. Yeah. Uh, do we have any idea what the likelihood of prison time actually is? Like, could he I just mean, get out of this with probation or something? I'm sure that's what's good. I don't think he's going to get prison time for this. Mm. Do you? I don't know. I have no idea to, I, I, I have no inf- ability to speculate but on that. 16 I don't know how this felony works. counts. I mean, that's a lot. Damn, yeah. That's a lot. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, not to mention the federal charges, which what did we see previously? It's something like uh, it's, it's a multi-year prison sentence potentially on, on that as well. So, uh, so yeah, Jesse's in trouble. His lawyer is continuing to cover for him, which at some level is his lawyer's job. I'm not necessarily laughing at that. You got to defend the guy. That's what you're paid to do. What you don't necessarily have to do is say that Jesse is the victim of a media gangbang. Here's his lawyer with Anderson Cooper, gangbang expert, Anderson Cooper, a little skeptical. (laughs) You couldn't help it. Even if he were, uh, supposedly, uh, the one who had orchestrated this, this is an outrage. The fact that he maintains his innocent makes it even more outrageous. 16 counts. I, don't, I, th- I defy anybody to find any indictment anywhere where somebody has brought 16 counts um, for being a victim of, uh, of, a, um, of a hate crime, basically. They have not talked to one person at Fox who has said he was dissatisfied with his money. They have not interviewed one person connected with the show Empire, who says he was dissatisfied with his money. They are the ones who started their internal investigation about the leaks because all of the information that was being leaked was false. What is happening here is, frankly, um, a a media gangbang of this guy of unprecedented proportions. And that's the reason I got into this. I've never seen a media pendulum swing more quickly (laughs) and more viciously and rob somebody of their presumption of innocence like this case it's it's startling the way people assume that he's guilty (laughs) this is the worst gang bang i've seen since (laughs) aoc running train and that's why i'm here you're right he did say that it's the biggest gang bang i've ever seen and that's why i'm here oh anderson cooper's like what do i do i I had to cut it out but even anderson cooper um there's there's the point where he says uh, show me somebody else who has been uh prosecuted to this degree for being the victim of a hate crime and anderson's like well 
That's not why he's being prosecuted. Right. Being the victim of a hate crime is not the reason he's being prosecuted. Um, and, and to your point, he disputes all these claims of fact about being dissatisfied with his salary as the police have accused him. That may be a motive, but it is also not the crux of whether it's a crime or not. Uh, it's same just, thing with the leaks, even though he's yeah. saying the leaks are false, uh, whether or not there were internal leaks, with, which there clearly were, um, that's not relevant to whether or not the crime happened. And even if I grant the gangbang, uh, that is to say the media circus, dude, this is a this is a gangbang of love. Let's put it that way. They how 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 every single media outlet out there went to bat for Jesse Smollett to the maximum extent until the evidence shifted otherwise and until he was formally charged with these with this hoax hate nonsense. What so do you to, think so does, he meant to say? Uh, I don't know. Do you think he didn't mean to say gangbang? Uh, I can't it, it imagine seems he weird. Meant to say it it gangbang. is like when AOC said run train and and he seemed sort of like like her oblivious to the sexual connotation which right. I don't but but how do you run train I could see how someone would be oblivious to the sexual connotation even though that's what it means but gangbang there's an, gangbang <laughs> I don't I, but I mean I've heard I've heard like a group of gang bang, bangers yeah I guess I, I, like you know roving criminals not necessarily you know, yeah, maybe, you'd think you'd say media hit job or something like that. Instead I think of, that's what he meant. Gangbang is very weird. Uh, <laughs> Man, I bet he so. But yeah, I mean, these. The, I, I, the, the, it's so rich to watch these people suddenly uh, love due process. Like the last remnants of people still defending Jesse are all about their due process now. Which, yeah, I'm with you. I get it. Jesse has not been convicted yet. That is yeah. significant. Someone needs to defend him. Someone needs to try to uh, maintain his innocence. But let's not pretend that if the politics were reversed, that he gets the same benefit. Of course not. Of course he doesn't. People in the live chat are saying gang up on. Ah, okay. yeah, that, that would make that, sense. That makes like, more sense. I, that's hard to phrase it that way. I've never seen a worse media gang up on or gang up act activity that's it's hard to phrase pile on i guess what's weird is i could see him saying that because we we've said stuff that's very similar we probably will later tonight around the two hour mark tune in i'm sure you'll see it then but you sort of you say it you immediately realize what you've said and you sort of smirk and laugh that didn't happen in this case no no yeah yeah huh anyway uh, that's all I got to say on Jesse. Not looking good for him, but this is another story where we'll, of course, keep everything updated as more information becomes available. I'm most excited to see the forthcoming, uh, the results of the forthcoming or the ongoing uh, federal investigation and potential forthcoming charges. That is going to be interesting. Do to we see. have a timeline on that? I don't know, but what it, my understanding is that's the charges there are akin to like a terrorism charge. Like sending a threat through the mail is significant. And if he's, a terrorist against himself that will be <laughs> that will be hilarious to watch uh coming up we got uh the muslims officially winning the intersectional battle in the uk but prior to that let's take a little bit of a break sure okay we got nicholas Leroux. 85 percent of interracial crimes involving whites and blacks feature a black assailant and a white victim according to the bjs yet everyone knows the name jesse smollett but not carly budin Rest in peace, Carly. I believe that's a hate fact. I can't believe yeah, that someone would have Sounds so much like hate in their heart. 
It's done. Um, she, I think she was a, let me know in the live chat if I'm wrong about this. She was a white nurse that got beat to death in a parking garage in Milwaukee a few weeks ago by a black mm. dude. Um, yeah, let me know if I'm right about that. I, I actually don't know very much about this case. SK says, any advice for a first-time gun buyer shopping for a 9mm? Thanks for what you do. Uh, I would say, if I assume when you say buyer, you're not necessarily first-time shooter. I'm going to assume that. But uh, I, what what I regret doing in my case was not spending enough time at the range renting firearms or even borrowing firearms if you have a lot of friends who have them. I bought too early on something I thought was going to suit my purposes that I was buying for and didn't necessarily. Uh, so I would recommend try before you buy because there's so much in firearms that are just personal comfort mm -hmm. as opposed to like, I mean, there are objectively good and objectively crappier products, but a lot of it is just personal preference and comfort. So just try before you buy. Hopefully there's like a, you know, a range uh, near you where you can do that. Okay. Um, this is Boogie Man nine one seven. Is it just me? But every time I see a clip of one of those ISIS brides who want to return to the land of freedom, I immediately think I'm seeing something new on Alan Omar. Anyone else? Mm. <laughs> she does have that ISIS bride kind of look about her, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, no black eyes though. Uh, Jay's not here. Says Matt and I once made love during a Kara conference. I got on my knees and faced Matt, not Mecca. We went to the roof to finish meeting safely. I fell fast yeah. and hard for Matt. If you know what I mean, we do know what you mean. Oh, that, that's the other. Okay. That's the other interesting point. If Steve King comes out tomorrow and questions Ilhan Omar's dual loyalty because she's associated with Care and she's Somali, do you think? Do you think Nancy Pelosi has the same reaction to that? Of course not. That's he doesn't hateful. have a good grasp on the language. Yeah, I, it, oh, God, it's the double standard craft that's driving me nuts. Downskated since Blonde here thinks she has a reprieve from football questions. Ah. What are your thoughts on the new AAF and its rule changes hmm. if you followed it at all? Keep the good work and I, I actually have not followed it yes. at all. I kind of like the football offseason, and I think the AAF, the one thing, the mistake that they made for viewers like me is they started basically the week after the Super Bowl, if I recall correctly. I just don't want football that soon again. But I, I, I've heard good things. People like it. The one cool thing I saw is that they let you listen in on the referees when they're reviewing a play. So if you want to hear if you want to hear the the officials evaluating the call on the field, if you want to hear that voice like Blonde does, the AAF is doing that. So maybe the NFL will adopt. But yeah. Anyway, are you quite finished yet? Every, everyone loves my sports analysis. Ah, yeah. Steamboat Willie McDonald's without nuggets or ketchup gets ass beat. Taco Bell, hold my <laughs> sauce. <laughs> I don't. I haven't. Oh, maybe I have. There have been some cases of like drive-through beatings at McDonald's, haven't there? I'm sure. Yeah. It's just been a while since I've seen one. Darren, 45. Hey, new friends from Southeast Michigan. It was so great to meet all of you. Thanks, Matt and Blonde, for getting us swingers together. But it's in quotes, so I assume that you guys didn't all have sex with each other. I'm, listen, if that's what you want to do, I'm just happy to have like-minded people find each other. <laughs> that's And that's, that's where I leave the scenario. I back away after that. Have you ever heard of swingers <laughs> wearing a black ring? No. I mean, okay. obviously, it'll shock you to know I'm not an insider in the swinging community. Well, this was news to me, too. But sometimes I wear like a plastic black band because I don't mm -hmm. like to walk around with my engagement ring all the time. And yeah. I have this long comment in my section in, in my on my YouTube channel that was like, we can't listen to this girl because she's wearing a black ring on her hand. And that means that she's part of the swinger community. I don't know. It's news what? to me. Let me know in the live chat if that's a thing. 
Uh, Miles Kinzo, hey guys, just want to support. Also, can someone please tell Kyle Kalinske and other Bernie bros to stop calling Bernie daddy like Milo? I nearly threw up. Ugh. I had this image, Bernie is a leather daddy. <laughs> I mean, I was never a huge fan of Milo doing that, but Milo, there's something, how do I want to phrase this? There's something that you can just get away with being gay. Like it's not, it's not as cringy for him to call Trump daddy, even though I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. It's not on the same cringe level as just like a regular guy calling Bernie daddy. That's, I want to be fair. I've not heard him say this. So I'm going on the description, but the description sounds unpleasant. It's been a gross show. Oh, and this one's (laughs) gross too. Slosher says my bowel movements after eating Taco Bell might be considered a hate crime. Sorry, blonde. (laughs) God. (sighs) I haven't been to Taco Bell for a long time. Me neither. Cause it's gross and I'm not in high school. Uh, far too hard says is live stream still a thing i guess we're doing it we're doing it now aren't we is live stream that's what he said uh for now on youtube yeah we're not go- we're not going anywhere i'll try to figure out a backup but yeah uh red dragon 412 Pornhub has a live streaming service if any mm. company isn't censorious it's them can you imagine yeah. if we have to stream on Pornhub? uh i won't be surprised dude i don't want to do that fast forward into uh a year into the future <sighs> yeah i have a feeling um maybe I have a feeling maybe certain people important to you would object to something like that. Yeah, I think that would be the end yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel Lopez, our resident faggot. Any other Brazilians around for a shithole meetup? <laughs> mm, well played. I don't know, dude. Um, we'll let you know if we hear anything. Jeff Vincent, first time watching live. I don't know who will keep me company on the ride to work tomorrow, but wanted to say I love you guys and keep up the great work. We love you too, Jeff Well, Vincent. thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Auto Mata, a smash cut to Blonde's dog walking on makeshift stilts. Life finds a way and wires are delicious. Yeah. I assume he chews lots of things. He must chew everything. Well, he's a he's puppy. Chewing. So yeah, he's, hmm. he chews all this stuff. Um, Nicholas Sawal, love from Canada. Don't often catch you live, but here's some shekels to make sure I hear you each Sunday or Monday as the podcast. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, Ryan says what she said about APAC is true. I have yet to hear her say anything anti-Semitic. It's not national newsworthy unless Congress wants to keep APAC dollars rolling in. Um, Ooh. Ooh, spicy dun, take. Dun, dun. Uh, Hobo. you want to get maybe just one or two more and then I'll clear sure. out Streamlabs and we'll move on. Hobo Frodo, whether Jackson was a pedo or not, he's a dead man. Who cares? Just like with the faux outrage with John Wayne. I don't know if hmm. those two situations are comparable, um, because John Wayne didn't do nothing for real. Yeah. The allegations are different, but, but uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, he's dead. He did. Uh, Spring Hill Jack. Ilan Omar never said anything about Jewish money, but if you were really interested in political money, simply look up the top donors for each party of the last two elections on OpenSecrets.org. Moving on. <laughs> that is also hate. Dare you? Absolutely dare you? Disavowed. You guys are trouble. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on to Streamlabs. Cameron says, "Matt, great video about the First Amendment. Thanks." What are your thoughts about free speech, questionable content, gratuitous violence, porn, (laughs) communism is included in those, Uh, and consumer media? Should it be regulated? If so, by whom? Or can degeneracy be displayed because of feelings? Uh, In general, I'm a free speech absolutist uh, with the exceptions that have already been outlined by the Supreme Court. So you you want to talk about things where people are victimized, things like defamation, things like true threats. Uh, things like child porn, certainly I'm on board with regulating. The question here is, what should they regulate on consumer media, maybe broadcast media? My answer would be nothing. 
I mean, I, I honestly, I think it's your responsibility as the consumer to change the channel if you don't like what you're seeing. I think it's the parents' responsibility to police content for their kids. Yeah. So I think we've gone too far in that, in, in that regard, and especially, but what's, these days, what's regulated in broadcast media is irrelevant anyway, because it's one click on the internet and you could see everything ever. You could watch all the porn you want. You can watch heads blowing up. You can watch all the sickest crap in the world with two clicks, meaning parental responsibility is all the more important, more important than it's ever been. Uh, I know a fat guy says, if you want to, if you want to laugh, check out Juliana versus us. It's in the ninth circuit right now. If they win the, uh, if they win in the SCOTUS, then the U S will basically be required to outlaw the internal combustion engine. Okay. I'm not familiar with this, uh, with this case, but I'll have to check it out. If that's the case, Redicus says, uh, in decline in the same people, uh, sorry, uh, Streamlabs is impossible to read sometimes due to the way they format, format this. In decline is the same people that did the emperor has no balls uh, thing with the naked Trumps. Oh, maybe it's the group doing the, the dog thing, I assume. And also behind bum fights movies where they yeah. uh, had homeless people dive for crack. Maybe they're, maybe they're, asso- I don't know if they're associated with the, the, the dog thing. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Uh. Uh, Irish Nat, hey guys, can't tune in tonight. Wife and I are vacationing in Norway and I have to rest up for dog sledding tomorrow, but we're staying sane. Get me your pill orders and I'll bring back whatever they're iodized uh, or whatever from their idolized, iodized, idolized (laughs) healthcare system. Well, I hope you have fun. That sounds really cool. Yeah, super sweet. Rich Ben says, Tlaib is pronounced Tlaib. Oh, so it's pronounced Tlaib. Gotcha. Just like Favre isn't pronounced like it's spelled, but well, thanks for the tip. Tlaib. Now I understand. Now I've cracked the code. Uh, what have we been calling her? I've been saying Tlaib because that's how it's spelled, but I hear people say Tlaib and I assume that's incorrect, but apparently it's correct and it's just spelled weirdly. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so glad the Ju- Chicago justice system isn't uh, screwing around with Jesse. Yeah, it's good to see. Last one, uh, Risen Victory. From monogamy to polygamy, maybe uh, polyamory, but but seldom polyandry and now sologamy. Okay. Bundle of sticks or twigs bound together as fuel. What's next? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) well played. Okay. Uh, moving on. I mentioned that, uh, the great intersectional, the UK intersectional battle we visited previously is now done. So recall that we, um, we took a look at this school in, uh, in the UK it's in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And there is a, there's a, a teacher there who was uh, teaching the, this, this program to these young kids. Like these are, I forget the age of these kids. I think they're between ages like four and 11, very young children. And the program was called no outsiders. And it was being taught by this gay teacher. And depending on who you ask, I don't actually have, le- I've not seen lesson plans or course material. This is a predominantly Muslim school district. So most of the kids in this, in this, in this school are, are Muslim. And of course the parents object to what they call LGBT indoctrination or glorification of homosexual lifestyles. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just haven't seen the course material. I have my suspicions about why that's necessary for such young children. So, you know, aside this is from horseshit leftist indoctrination, you know, it, it seems like it, it seems like it. I mean, we can see some of the, just the stuff in the picture, that that um, that board they have behind them with all these uh, these keywords transgender. Yeah, and, kids don't uh, need to know this crap. Team Muzzy and, on yeah. this one. Yeah, <laughs> well, Team Muzzy all the way. It seems like <laughs> these days. 
Team Muzzy, Team Collapsitarian. I don't know. It's really bad. I gotta stop. Okay, so on Friday the 1st, some 600 kids were withdrawn from school for the day in protest. And it appears that that may have been the last straw or one of the last straws in deciding this fight because now we have our answer. As of Monday, the Muslims win the intersectionality battle. In a letter to parents, the school said, up until or up to the end of this term, we will not be delivering any no outsiders lessons in our long-term year curriculum plan as this half term has already been blocked for religious education. Equality assemblies will continue as normal and our welcoming no outsiders ethos will be there for all. So the course is gone, but the ethos remains. Now the teacher himself, this uh, Andrew Moffat, Moffat, I'm not sure how you say it, but we'll go with Moffat. He says that he was threatened. He says he was threatened through a leaflet campaign, though in the Guardian coverage here, I don't see specifics of what the threats were or, or what the leaflets looked like. Or I actually like that. believe that this time. Uh, it could be, you know, I, I, I don't Can you doubt. believe that guy still has his head? Yeah, that may be the shocking thing, actually. Wow. He hasn't been decapitated yeah. yet. Yeah. Wow, he's not in an ISIS cage on fire yet. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, okay, so it looks like this is officially decided. This thing, this No Outsiders campaign is done for now. But we also have some footage of the the Muslims in the community demonstrating in opposition to this No Outsiders campaign. And... It is crazy to listen to what they're saying in the context of progressivism enabling it, if that makes sense. Here's, here's what the demonstration sounded like. But we need to make one thing very clear. This program, it's not just about telling people that other families and other types of lifestyles exist. It's actually aggressively promoting them, giving it a positive spin and telling people that it is okay for you to be Muslim and for you to be gay. Mr. Moffat, shame, 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 shame. Yeah, shame. Mr. Moffat, I did not want is that to you in a person. Is that you in a hijab there? Am I, I got to yeah, squint, yeah. I can't really tell. Yeah, totally. All right. But Mr. Moffat has decided upon his own self to reinterpret our religious scriptures. And I don't know, I don't know where he... I don't know where he gets his religious education from and when he became Mufti Moffat. Our religious beliefs are not here to be changed. We don't send our children to school to be indoctrinated. That's the word that our these parents have been saying again and again and again. This is an aggressive indoctrination that is going on that we are speaking against. If there was no aggressive promotion, then you would not have had all these parents come out on the streets. Yeah. And as I've said to you, this program is very toxic. Not only do we, we are aiming to have it abolished in this school, but we're gonna have it abolished in every school in Birmingham, every school in the country, and that's gonna happen. Well, there you go. They're not stopping in their locality. They. Like yeah, not, really. Uh, well, finally, control. some common ground with Muslims. On this, we can't agree. <laughs> I mean, like we talked about last time, the irony is not lost on me that this is a no outsiders campaign. I can't believe that. I, that's I mean, the funniest thing. No outsiders. You're all outsiders. Um, I no think outsiders was defeated by an outsider right, right. influx. Yeah. Um, I think this hmm. is hilarious because this is just chickens coming home to roost. Like I said before, Muslims gonna Muslim. If you don't want your culture to be changed, then don't invite in a massive influx of people that are totally unwilling to change 
and believe things like this. Um, that being said, uh, they're totally right. This is an indoctrination campaign. It is. Uh, <laughs> are we really at the point? Are we really at the point in progressivism now where we look at something like this? Uh, where we look at uh, an Islamic guy preaching before a, a whole Islamic community in Great Britain, and we're saying, "Well, isn't this a breath of fresh air? I know. Isn't this a that isn't is. this a delightful counterbalance to progressive well, overreach? I can't believe we're at this. I can't point. believe we're we're there, but 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 we are, and we've been predicting this for yeah. years now. I, I've been saying it one way or another. We are going to return to patriarchy. It's going to mm. happen, whether through the force of Islam or we adjust our culture. Yeah, uh, you people choose. Apparently, UK is going to go in this direction. Fine. Fine, but we should learn from this, you know, when people come from other countries and especially they bring religious beliefs, it's not like they're they're going to adopt your culture. That's not yeah. gonna freaking happen. It never happens. What do they expect? What do they expect? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't I I would I'd like to hear more clarification of what he meant too when he says they're teaching our kids that it's okay to be Muslim and gay. I mean, you what, know what, what is, he means. He means if you have a gay Muslim child, like it's honor killing time. I, I would like clarification on that because they're obviously I support a community's right not to have their children indoctrinated in their schools. I want control of schools to be localized to the maximum possible extent. That said, I don't want to get fully on board with a team that might say something like it's not OK to be gay in this case. I just wonder. It's not just they would say it. They really believe that. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it's funny. There's so many layers of rich irony in the story. Yeah. I also think it's funny that they came to these westernized countries and expected not to have their children be influenced by progressivism. Like, what were they thinking? Like, that's going to happen, too. There's going to oh, be, like, uh, what a were bunch the Muslim of Muslim thinking? trannies at some point that they're going to have to deal with in their own way. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is anecdotal, and it's one localized community if you want to push back. But um, I do think this does a lot of damage to the narrative, too, about, oh, yeah, the, these communities just come in and they want to integrate. They want to join British culture. They just they want to become British. That. I don't know. But here's another here's another grain of sand on that gigantic sand dune if uh, if you still buy into that. On a sand dune that counters that narrative, I suppose, if you still buy into that theory. I mean, this guy's saying specifically, we're going to impose our value set all over this country. That's what he's saying. Shocking. Now, I'm so surprised. And that's that's why I want to be wary of it is, listen, I'm, I'm with you about your localized control and, and teaching your kids the way you want them to be taught. It's that last part that's like, we're going to control how this is done in the entire country. That's where I get really nervous. Well, yeah, but, this, but is, they actually this, is, this is the plan, though. They were like, all yeah. right, we're going to we're going to find a way to become the majority. And then we're going to slowly take over parts of the Western world in this way. I mean, this was clearly the mode of the entire time. Anybody that thinks that they were going to just move here and adopt these these cultural values, they're just in denial, clearly in denial. They and they share that desire for control with the progressives, too. And that's why you've got uh, <laughs> you've got something that's not going to end well here. Uh, because you've got yeah. two people that say, I want my way imposed top down countrywide. Yeah. That's what they both want. And their views are fundamentally incompatible. Uh, uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And that's... one of these populations is unable to defend itself. Yeah. That's the other totally neutered. Factor. And the other one uh, decapitates people for sport and thinks it's hilarious. So this is going to end so badly. Well, they can't carry out around their decapitation knives because Sadiq Khan doesn't allow that, at least in London. There's no reason any citizen would ever need to carry a knife, says Sadiq Khan. No, no, indeed.
Hmm. So uh, <laughs> the the war is going to continue, I suppose. We'll have to see where it goes. Oh, the other the other question I had from this: Does this officially make Muslims the bottom or the top? of the the oppression or intersectionality hierarchy that is to say like what if what if um a black community moves in and takes issues with what the muslims are doing do they then assume the reign yeah i mean they're temporarily at the top but they're also the majority in many of these towns so they're going to be moved to a lower position at some point as they become more dangerous or will it take a black gay community because that I, 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 we know for sure the Muslims outrank the white gays for sure in terms of the oppression hierarchy. Yeah. This has demonstrated it. Conclusive proof. Are there any towns of R2 Dindus? I was just talking about good old R2 on a hangout earlier this afternoon. And I was saying, I want like a, where are they now? Like, a, was it VH1 where they had those, that show? Intersectionality. But, where but are honestly, they now? I've dreamed of this. They, if I had real production money, Maybe maybe I could use it as a fundraiser on my website. Fund this project so I can do it. I would legitimately love to see where are they nows for the former viral social justice warriors. And I don't even need to to dunk on them or embarrass them, but I would love to talk to someone like Aid Skrillex and get his side of what it's like to be the subject of just vicious internet mockery. The sounder's still in our show. I mean, yeah. and it's, but still it's hilarious. So I'm not taking relevant. it out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I would actually like to hear from these people. Triglypuff, like you said, it probably Skrillex. emboldened them. I, I mean, I wonder, like, did they rethink what they'd done? Did they double down? How did it affect their lives? It's not like a kin bone situation where the viral phenomenon kind of comes out of nowhere. All of these people like went to events and said outrageous stuff. Yes. And then their personal appearance is laugh i mean Triglypuff weighs like 400 pounds and, it, and it's 100 percent her fault for yeah. going to an event and trying to shut it down by yelling 100 percent her fault yeah i mean what did you expect yeah. if you don't expect to be a viral viral sensation like in that body saying those things then you're out of your damn mind yeah that said man uh i'd love to hear some people sit down like you know, um vice has actually been doing really good work we watched last night or the night before i know it's shocking to say but mm-hmm. they've got this guy having conversations with black conservatives and there was one piece that featured Candace Owens that was pretty good. I did they see did, that, and it was pretty fair. They did a follow-up where they just had a panel of like four black conservatives and four black liberals, and they just kind of hashed it out. That was also excellent. I, like, I want a production team like that to go and do this, but uh, but that all costs money. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the Taco Bell gang beating. What a weird sentence to say. Workers at a Philadelphia Taco Bell... Uh, have been fired and the police are apparently investigating. Let me find the article here. These these six to seven employees at a Philadelphia area Taco Bell have been fired. The police are investigating for an incident that occurred on February 24th. Actually, before I get too far ahead, let's just watch the footage of what happened because that's really the best descriptor here. Here's what the incident of the Taco Bell employee gang beating looked like. Stop! 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 Stop!
Then we, we get some commentary from the guy who's actually being beaten up. Henry here. says he was waiting on an order when a couple of employees jumped the counter and attacked him. The video appears to show several workers leaving the store and fighting the customer. Three people jumped over the counter. I backed out of the store. They continued to follow me. They put me on the ground. And uh, I don't really remember too much else, except for when I got up, my girlfriend was on the ground being beat, too. Well, Taco Bell released oh a statement God. saying that they do not tolerate this type of behavior. They also say all of the team members involved have been terminated. Police say they're also looking into this situation. Okay. Did we ever find out why this happened? I, I was reading through some articles, and this is what we know. So... The, the guy who's filming, his name is Joe Bobak, and he, so he got the video. He had been waiting, the guy filming, had been waiting at the Taco Bell for 45 minutes for his order, which sounds like insanity. I'd just yeah. leave at that point. But he'd been waiting there for 45 minutes, and others in the packed restaurant were complaining about the wait as his roommate, Brian Reese, the guy you just heard from, and Reese's girlfriend arrived to pick them up. I'm still unclear about why they were beating up Reese since he was just picking up a guy getting food there apparently. But Reese says the employees didn't appear to be working hard and were telling customers they were inundated with Grubhub orders. The employees apparently snapped over customer complaints and followed Reese and his girlfriend outside. Uh, and it's six to seven employees total who, who attacked Reese and his girlfriend. Reese released the video after saying Taco Bell was slow in addressing the incident and providing names so he could pursue charges, though he says Taco Bell did offer him a $20 gift card. Do we, perchance, know the race of said perpetrators? Ah, uh, I can't. I, 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 the video's uh, inconclusive. Inconclusive. No, I mean, to be fair, there's also no... Nor, it's not claimed, nor is there evidence that it's a racial motive. Right. But it does appear that the... The most enthusiastic beaters are of African descent, is what it appears like. Uh, and I don't, God, I, this whole I don't know show what his girlfriend has just is. become an exercise of me keeping my <laughs> mouth shut. Uh, to the point that you're making, uh, where, where's the media gangbang? Where's the media <laughs> gangbang on this one? Uh, this is another Smollett case. Granted, it's not a perfect analogy because they didn't say this is Obama country. Or this is, um, yeah. I don't know, this is Bernie country or whatever. This is fight for 15 country. There's no evidence of a political motive that I can see. But it is another case of like a a, a, a gang beating in which... Of a woman too. And nobody of a woman shit, too, in which there are racial differences. Media love to jump on those racial differences when they're reversed. Not necessarily in this case. Uh, oh, this I mean, has nothing to, to do show, with race. But sure. This case, the Berkeley case, which was explicitly political, these are things that just don't get discussed. Meanwhile, Jesse Smollett was the biggest story in the country for a week or more straight. A week? It was. It had to be longer than it's, that. It still is. I mean, we're talking about it since January 29th. Oh my and we're going to act. And we're going to act like the media are actually beating him up. Uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens here, but uh, but I don't know. I guess <laughs> I'll tell you what's going to happen. Nothing, huh. and nobody cares. And yeah, we care, but nobody else cares. Yeah, it'll probably be a situation like the Chicago kidnapping where they all, uh, you know, get off on minimal charges. I don't even know what the injuries were. That doesn't justify it. But that guy doesn't look super hurt either. Dude, those people were getting the 
crap kicked out of them. I saw somebody yeah, get kicked in the head. It doesn't look fun. It doesn't look fun. But I'm saying oh I, don't, I don't think I, I don't think they were hospitalized or anything it's like so that. So absurd. That was the only reason I'm laughing because I'm like, this is the most absurd. A, a Taco Bell brawl. All yes. they probably did was like say, where's my food or something like that. Something like that. I don't see any mention in the article of hospital or hospitalization. So, uh, so I'm assuming it did not happen. You want to talk about, uh, man, we're making good time because we only have a handful of items left tonight. So maybe we'll actually have a slightly shorter show for once. Whoa. I do want to talk about this Portland State incident because I um, I had discussed uh, earlier in the week the cowbell incident, which was just ridiculous. But this is it's, it's interesting to me that we talked last week about Trump's uh, executive order on free speech on college campuses. And I was sort of making the point like, well, this might be sort of hard to say that a an aggression against speech was definitively the college's fault. Like in the case of the Berkeley punching, was that Berkeley's fault? Would you blame yeah. Berkeley the school for the puncher? Then along comes a case like Portland State where you got a guy single-handedly taking over a a scheduled speaker, an invited speaker, and campus police just let it happen. Okay, clearly the school's fault. Well, we got another example of that at Portland State, another example at the same school of exactly the sort of BS that the president is talking about, this time in the context of arming their, uh, their, their campus police at Portland State. So apparently at Portland State, I, I didn't hear about this, but there was a fatal police shooting last year. And it was later ruled to be justified. And the, um, because of this justified police shooting, I'll explain the details of that more in a moment. But the Portland State Board of Trustees commissioned a campus safety report from an independent third party to seek recommendations about what they should do in terms of how they manage their police and, and appropriate uses of force and those sorts of things. Now, the consultants said they still believe that armed officers are necessary, but they should not be the primary resource. They said that uh, these consultants advised PSU to have a primary group of highly trained but unarmed officers to be the visible presence on campus and then a smaller group of armed officers to respond when needed. Now, that actually would not be my preference. I'd I'd rather have the visible presence armed. I think that's actually yeah. a good thing. But whatever. I mean, maybe you disagree. Maybe you don't want that. The point is, having any guns at the disposal of the campus police force is far too much for left-wing student activists, who, some of whom are family members of the guy who was shot last year. Again, justified police shooting, according to a Multnomah County grand jury. Not only are they going to shriek about during their time to speak, but they're going to shut down a student who wants to make the case for arming the police on campus. This is what uh, this is what that looked like. Well, there's been a lot of debate over this issue. Just take a look at the cover of this week's student paper. And you mentioned that student who spoke out during the meeting. Well, she never got to finish her statement. She was actually quieted by the disarmed PSU movement and even had to be escorted out of this building by campus staff uh, after speaking in favor of keeping officers armed. Disorder erupted during today's Portland State uh, University Board of Trustees meeting. Now, in fairness, I believe she's a sibling of the guy who was shot last year. Uh, I believe. Though, I think they speak to that. That said, does it doesn't justify stopping other people from speaking, which we're about to witness. 
On the agenda, the issue of disarming campus police following the release of an independent report advising school leaders against it. Many students disagreed. We knew you hired someone so you wouldn't have to listen to us. Student staff and faculty for five years have been saying oh. that guns in the hands of our security officers on campus do not make the campus safer. The brother of Jason Washington, a Navy veteran shot and killed by campus police last June, also testified. I want PSU to disarm its police force. I would get the same respect back. But Shortly after, this student stepped up to the Mike, seemingly offering a defense of the campus police officers involved in the Washington case who were later cleared of any wrongdoing. There's a drunk guy with a gun who is not following orders, and in my opinion, that's a very scary situation. Her words prompting a strong reaction from Washington's daughters and wife who were in the Oh, daughters and wife. Okay, so not so family members, but not sister. Anyway. You give him a pass? No. Okay. <laughs> Leslie Guerra said police should remain armed, but before she could finish, the mic was taken from her, as was her written statement. We've heard other testimony today where people were opposed, but they did it in a respectful manner. She did not. Back out here Come live, Guerra told me off camera that she spoke because she's tired of those who disagree with students wanting to disarm campus police being silent. As for the next step toward resolving these issues, the board says a committee will be formed. It'll include members of the board, students, and staff at the university as well. And they'll be tasked with basically coming up with a solution that they can present to the board by May. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that first? And then I'll explain the shooting. The... What, do you want, what do you want me to say? It... I need to get this chick off my screen. <laughs> the self-righteousness is so accosting. I mean, we're going to talk about this shooting, right? But like, yeah, sounds like probably didn't deserve it, but maybe had it coming. Uh, well, if, as I said, if you believe the Multnomah County grand jury, it was a justified shooting in self-defense from the police. This is the context to the to the whole protest that they're that they're uh, you know they're mad about or the the cause that they're mad about in this case. So what happened was there's this guy named uh, Jason Washington. This was in June last year. He was drinking with friends at a downtown Portland bar. PSU is a downtown Portland campus, Southwest Portland. So I assume that's why campus police were busting up this bar incident. His friend, Washington's friend, handed him a gun he'd been carrying. The friend uh, had shoved a bouncer earlier in the night and told Washington he wanted to fight the men he had just been arguing with at this bar. The two had so much alcohol earlier, they were cut off at the bar prior. Washington's blood alcohol content at the time he died was 0.242. Oh, yikes. So he was extremely intoxicated. A, uh, a fight broke out outside of the bar involving Washington and his friend. PSU officers arrived and tried to move Washington back. He dropped the gun, which he was carrying, that his friend gave him. He did have a concealed carry permit. The stories I've seen just say that the carrying itself was legal. I don't know what Oregon laws are. In Montana, you can't carry in, a, in an establishment that serves alcohol. And Wait, this was Portland police? Uh, Portland State University police. Oh, okay. okay. And also, you can't carry above a certain blood alcohol content in this state. I'd be surprised if Oregon was more relaxed, but maybe they are. Maybe the carrying itself was 100% legal even in that circumstance. Anyway, he drops the gun. The cops obviously see the gun. They say, he's got a gun. Do not pick up that gun. Do not pick up that gun was ordered to this person apparently several times. He did pick up that gun. Uh, and both officers then instructed him to drop it. 
He ignored warnings and they opened fire, firing 17 shots and hitting Washington nine times. As I mentioned, a Multnomah County grand jury did not charge the officers involved. Determining the shooting was a lawful act of self-defense. It sounds like the world's most justifiable shooting. I mean, my question is, if you're going to go out drinking, you're going to get all blitzed and stuff. And I'm sympathetic to people doing dumb stuff when they're drunk. I, I get it. Don't carry a gun. Why, why would you go out with your gun? Just don't go out with your gun. Well, like the pushback from the carry community would be, I carry under all circumstances always. Now you can't do that in my state. That's not legal to carry in that kind of establishment. I'm saying and, and if with, you're responsible and you know, you're going to get to a level of, you know, you're going to get shit face. Yeah. yeah. Then you're not going to be the same kind of responsible gun user then that you are right now. Alcohol changes your state of mind. Yeah, I think it changes that's your inhibitions. It changes your reaction time. You do stuff you never would have done when you're sober. Just don't I'm go. Just, just don't carry a gun. I'm skeptical to believe that Oregon concealed carry drunk. I know it's not that uh, fun to listen to me. Google stuff uh, uh, live on the show. Maybe when we do some uh, super chat, I'll, I'll catch up with this later. Cause I have a hard time believing that that was legal carry circumstances considered, but perhaps it was. I'm not even talking anyway, about the legality of it. I think that there's a, a personal responsibility, just a responsibility yeah. that all gun owners should have. This kind of reminds me, although not in the same way of that FBI agent that was a really shit faced and he did the backflip and had the <laughs> yeah. accidental discharge that shot yeah. him in the leg. It's like, yeah, what yeah. are you like? I know that you're armed all the time, but if you're not going to be armed in any circumstance, it has to be when you're highly inebriated. inebriated. Yeah. Uh, as far as what the students were say, were saying, you know, the, the one student is all pissed off. You commissioned others. You asked for some investigation, some independent report instead of listening to us. I'm not saying students should be shut out of campus policy entirely, but why would the default of the board of trustees be to listen to students on policymaking by default? Yeah. Maybe you, you have these hearings so they can speak, have these meetings so they can speak, but why would we let them craft policy? That seems like the most insane, foolish thing of all time. And the, I, I wish I could ask these kids, because I understand why maybe they don't want all police officers carrying guns or civilians carrying, whatever. I can try to understand that position, but their position is no guns, period, not even the security staff of our school why do you want a society or a place in this case where everyone is literally helpless? I mean, I thought we at least agreed on if I'm in trouble, I'll call the cops. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you do in what happens in such a scenario where there's a mass shooter at Portland state university campus? Do we call the cops who know karate and don't have guns? No, we don't call worry. the ninja we'll ones them all with buckets of rocks and everything. Apparently I, this is levels of gun phobia. If you want to call it that, that are just, frankly, suicidal. Like I'd be really mad if I was yeah. a Portland state student and I'm saying, let me get this straight. You want no fire, nobody armed to protect us here. Not just well, individual students or teachers. Well, what's the purpose of even police force if they're not going to be armed? Yeah, exactly. Like, really? What, what are they going to do? They, they have to be like, I'm joking, but they legitimately have to be martial arts champions or something like that. I don't That's know the that only that would really matter very much. If Give them bats. Make it like the walking dead. It's so stupid. <laughs> The little bats. What was wasn't one of them little baseball bats or something like that? Uh, and yeah. and it sucks. It's like these people want to maximize their victimhood. Look, I'm sorry about your your husband or your brother or whatever. Are that you? Sucks. Because I'm not. I but, don't care. But is it the police officer's fault? Is it the gun's fault? Is what happened to him the gun's fault? Mm. He made very poor choices, include uh, you know, including but not limited to drinking heavily. While carrying right, someone right. else's firearm, not even his own firearm. It. Mm -hmm. Presumably he's not 
hundred yeah. percent comfortable and familiar with the operation of that firearm. If it's not his, at least he's not carrying it every day, obviously. Well, you're not going to be familiar with a gun that you're familiar with when your blood alcohol content is like three times the legal limit anyway. Yeah, uh, apparently. And I didn't have time to go through all the, the body cam footage. You can go watch it. Same body cam footage that the grand jury watched. Police officers telling him not to do things that he did. Was it, is it the gun's fault or the cop's fault that he got in a bar fight while wasted? Is that, is that a, and that I, chick that spoke, um, that spoke out against this, I mean, she probably was something of a progressive. She's like a she college looks, student, she looks like fat it, yeah. minority. Like she's probably sympathetic with a lot of this, but she's, she's probably fed up and is like, no more. We need police officers. This is insane. I would hope that we could you're all agree on that. You're not being respectful. What? She sounds yeah, totally You're not being su- respectful in our, in, in our subjective judgment. Right. That makes no sense. That means you're king of the meeting and you get to yeah. decide what respect is or isn't as opposed to the board of trustees and the people hosting it. Now, to get back to what I was saying at the start, this is another example where I was asking for, you know, what, what colleges would you punish theoretically in such an example or in such a case of an executive order saying uphold free speech or face revocation of, of public funding, uh, at least at the federal level. This is another example where someone who had all the right in the world to speak at the meeting, had a prepared statement, had the microphone, was deplatformed by a bunch of unruly mob people in the audience, and the school security, the school administration sat by and said, well, this mostly goes along with our politics, so we're going to let it slide. Like that's the. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I think the president is right to want to punish. Yeah, the inmates are running the asylum here. Is this what everybody yeah. wants? Let's lower the voting age too while we're at it, everybody. I, I, all of those people who took the mic for themselves should have been excused from the meeting immediately. It's as simple as that. But we make these things complicated. I don't know why. Maybe they're maybe they're emboldened because they know the cops who would come take the mic back don't have guns. <laughs> And they're going to just karate chop them or something like that. God, dude. Uh, okay. Moving on to the last story of the night already. We're making fantastic time. But we got you know, two more, don't we? Oh, I only have one more. Just one more. Did I miss something? Oh, wait. No, you're right. The bump stock case. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to jump the... I was going to jump early on the sounder, and I don't want to do that. Thank you for reminding me, because we do have... Uh, Brief but good news on the bump stock uh, front. Of course, recall that uh, Trump uh, and the Justice Department and the ATF uh, earlier this year, was that the end of last year? I can't remember. But they they redefined existing federal law on machine guns to say that bump stocks now qualify as machine guns. Bump stocks being the devices that the Famous devices that the Las Vegas shooter used in his mass shooting. Now, keep in mind, as far as the law is concerned, a machine gun fires multiple rounds per singular trigger function. Right. A bump stock does not do that. It allows the, the user to kind of manipulate the firearm to maximize the speed of each individual trigger function, but it is not firing more than one round per trigger function. So, so you have that problem with the case. You also have the idea that as as the uh, as the as far as the ATF is considered now, uh, or as far as they're concerned now, you have to turn in your bump stock before March 26th is the current uh, deadline. Okay. Turn it in or destroy it without compensation. So we've got the government from the executive branch, no less, right. not even through That's the legislature, true. just saying, "Give us your stuff or destroy it, or we're going to treat you as a as though you're a felon in possession of an illegal machine gun." Now make this thing even more crazy, and I'll 
be brief because we've talked about this a bajillion times and I know people are people in our audience understand it and I'm I'm kind of sick of it too but as far as if this doesn't go down me having just a bump stock in my house like just the plastic bump stock the attachment would be treated legally the same as having an unregistered machine gun the fully functional functional firearm itself wait you're saying if you have no firearms in the house just a bump stock just a bump that's yeah, insane that, the ATF would treat that as a machine gun that's that's the levels of insanity that this uh, this ATF directive or this new ATF guidance uh, is is prepared to impose upon people, but for challenge from the Gun Owners of America and other uh, interest groups, thankfully fighting this. Uh, so on Wednesday, lawyers for the Gun Owners of America gave arguments in opposition to the ATF's bump stock ban. This is in federal court in Michigan. The GOA is currently requesting uh, an injunction to stop the ATF from enforcing the ban uh, when the t- the turn in period ends, so again March twenty sixth, if you have one, and the, and there and these GOA lawyers aren't successful, you're going to become an insta felon on March twenty sixth, banned from ever having guns again, at least if the ATF finds you. Uh, but according to the GOA, this uh, posted on their website, the judge in this case was very sympathetic to arguments about ATF overreach and um, the ATF. Uh, the idea that the ATF is effectively changing the statutory definition of what a machine gun is, as I previously described. The judge was also skeptical of past ATF guidance that said bump stocks were fine. Keep in mind, on several instances in the past, the ATF has said, yeah, it's not legally a machine, a machine gun. It's not banned by federal law. Well, now they've just reversed that decision at, at presidential directive extra legislatively, not because of new law, but because the president told them to. The judge noted that 10 years ago, the ATF would have said uh, the complete opposite of what they're saying today, despite no change in the law. That seems quite nonsensical. So the GOA expects uh, a decision within a week. And either way, even if they're uh, even if they prevail before this judge, uh, this case is likely going to advance, be appealed. We're not going to see the end of this for a while, but maybe you get that injunction. And at least if you're one of the people who has a bump stock, you don't risk becoming a, a an insta felon tomorrow and never able to own guns again. Speaking of all ATF overreach and stuff, I'm ashamed to admit. Uh, and, and, you know, again, I'm somebody who's interested in gun ownership, gun proficiency and gun law has greatly expanded in the last year. And this is just something that's not taught. You know, you do your videos of like history lessons that were skipped. Have you spent time looking into Ruby Ridge and Waco? It's crazy. Yeah. It's flat out insanity. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't mess around with the ATF when they tell you you're not supposed to have something. They'll shoot your dog. The the most shocking thing about those two stories to me was you had the the Ruby Ridge sniping of the wife. So for people who don't know, one of the kids died too, right? People who don't know, the, there was a guy they call them they were white supremacists or white separatists, and they lived in northern Idaho. And and at some point, this guy was in contact with an ATF informant who was posing as a, a an illegal firearms salesman. It was total entrapment though, because he needed yeah. to make money, and they like worked his their way into his social circle, and they're like, "You want to make some money? You, you want some short barreled shotguns? Yeah. You got any?" And he said, "Yeah, all right, I'll give you some sawed off shotguns." That's apparently what happened. Now, mind you, is that a violation of the law? Potentially. Uh, but what happened was ATF shows up on property to serve a warrant against this guy. At some point, there's a conflict with the dogs and the kid. They shoot. The the, the kid gets pissed, shoots at the officers. It, uh, reporting I've seen is I've seen disputed. 
I've, I've seen reports that the ATF shot the dogs in the pens first and then the kid shot back. I've seen different explanations of this. Point is, there's a gunfire exchange between ATF agents and the kid. Kid's dead. Okay, that's terrible. What happens later is the ATF snipes the guy's wife. Straight up snipes her. And there's this standoff that ensues for a while, if you can call it that. I'm pretty anyway, sure everybody dies except for maybe the baby. Uh, in, in Ruby Ridge, I think there were only a couple deaths. There was the wife and the, the, the kid. And then there was another guy who was hit, but he lived. Anyway, the, stuff the, like what, that just makes me hate the government. So what I'm getting to the most shocking thing to me was you had the guy who sniped the wife. He straight up killed her. And by the way, there was a big settlement with the family later for government responsibility for wrongful death type stuff. He snipes the wife and then the same guy is later assigned to Waco. So shortly thereafter, Seriously? you have the same sort of events in Waco where you have a separatist community allegedly in possession of illegal firearms. There's a big standoff. The same guy was working on Waco. They didn't take him off duty. They're like, hey, great sniping of that dude's wife over the short-barreled shotguns. You can go do Waco now. The, the, the way, I, I, I don't know the, the full history of maybe ATF overreach since, this but the idea that Ruby Ridge was not about weapons, though. It's it's the government showing everybody how they'll treat you if you try to separate yourself from society, especially if you're white. When that, that was the other interesting thing about this, particularly in Ruby Ridge. It was emphasized in media reports all the time. White separatist, white supremacist. Right. Now, the footage I saw, there was a lot of that in northern Idaho. There were a lot of people yelling at the cops like, you're a disgrace to the white race and this and that. But the point is, well, one, he also affiliated with people like that, but irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah. Irrelevant. That, that's, that doesn't make it's irrelevant to the charge and it's irrelevant to the justification of sniping his wife. But I, I thought it was so crazy in its parallels to today, because here's a guy who's accurately or not being portrayed as some racial supremacist. And then literally having his family gunned down yeah. by government forces because of some BS weapons technicality. I'm not even clear if he ever even possessed these short barreled shotguns. You know and, and, that this is what motivated Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, and it ties into that, too. I'm sure for a lot of people, they're shocked to hear me say, wow, he didn't know all this crap before. Honestly, I didn't, but it's not taught in schools. This, this stuff, I was never taught any of this stuff. You have to go Oh, I didn't know about anything about any of this until for I, yourself. three years ago. But when yeah. I started learning about Ruby Ridge, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. And it was totally misrepresented by the media because of the white nationalist angle. Yeah. As and they you, do. You, you see flavors of that today. You smear people as like, you know uh that they're that they believe in racial hatred or whatever and then you get them on some weapons issue or something like that and pretty soon it's it's justification for massive government overreach right i mean it's, this mentality that racism is the is the greatest crime it has been more deeply ingrained in american history than i previously thought it really hmm. does date back quite a while i mean ruby ridge wasn't that long ago but um yeah. it's not just modern progressives that that believe this and and to tie it back this is why things like the bump stock ban and the atf's enforcement of it are so important can you imagine tomorrow because at if this goes through the treatment of the bump stock will be exactly the same as the treatment of the short bailed shotguns or the supposed m16 lowers at waco it will be grounds for armed atf agents basically military forces to come and confiscate that property that by the way was legal that you had 
you know, for years prior and, and had it legally. Now they've decided it's not. And it's justification to show up to your house to serve a warrant with what amounts to basically a military force. This is going to be insanity, of course, right, in this right. case. And if it was anything um, more commonly held than bump stocks, they would have to they'd have to have more military forces. And our military, which is predominantly conservative still, would just be like, uh, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So at some point, there's going to be mutiny if they push it too far. Bump stocks, people will tolerate this because like no one has one. Yeah, but it's the pattern. It's well, no, where they, we're they, going with this. Uh, the was it the NRA or the ATF? Someone had an estimate out there that there were half a million of them currently owned. Seriously, which which was surprising to me because I, I I don't have one and I've never actually handled one. None of my ah, friends well, I have stand them corrected. either. Tons of people have them, but apparently, tons of people do. But the ATF could probably still handle that. I don't know. I mean, I the other thing I can't get over the irony of in those cases was, I mean. <sighs> Like in the case of Ruby Ridge, sniping a woman because the family supposedly had illegal weapons that they might use to kill people or something. It, I, I, I'm trying to phrase this in a, in a concise way, but you get what I'm saying? The irony of, of enforcing potential maybe gun violence, we're not really sure, with horrific gun violence. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have to stop them from doing what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It basically is what the case was. I don't know. Anyway, that was sort of an aside, but uh, important stuff to talk about. And I encourage people, if they're not familiar with the cases, even if you don't care about guns, if you care about federal government overreach, watch some YouTube videos. There's good documentaries. The other thing we went down was the Vince Foster conspiracy. The oh, really? Train. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm kind of persuaded now, that's that seems like not that much of a conspiracy, what happened with Vince Foster. No, no. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> we We've come like pretty far. I, I, I'm pretty conspiratorial these days. Hmm. Well, uh, is it time for this conspiracy too long of conspiracy of another angle? It's t- it's that time of the week. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit! It's backwards. <laughs> We always this notice. Newsweek, Newsweek page is having trouble loading up. Anyway, give it a second. Uh, anyway, last month, the mayor of a small town called Lamar, South Carolina, uh, her name is Darnell Bird McPherson, said someone came onto her property and vandalized her cars. Hyphenate she claimed, last name. Hoax hate. <laughs> she claimed the cars looked like someone had spray painted them. It was a sticky yellow-like substance some sort of spray paint she suspected the mayor is hard pressed to understand why she was targeted. According to reporting at the time, she said, I have a good reputation. I've never been subjected to something like this. You can see images in the newsweek coverage here of this mysterious substance on her car. She, uh, in, in describing the incident to Newsweek, she also claimed that during the seventies crosses were burned in the yard of her family home, the same corner, in the same yard. So, you know, 40 years ago, 40 plus years ago, crosses were burned. And now there's this mysterious yellow substance on their car. She said in a statement describing what happened, uh, quote, love conquers hate. And my husband and I refuse to be intimidated by those who perpetrated this act of vandalism, oh, which I God. classify as an act of hatred. She added that hate crimes are on the rise. In South Carolina, uh, police investigated and determined it was not spray paint, just pollen. 
Police did not open an investigation <laughs> because they do not believe that a crime has occurred. Now, this is where it gets weird. And that's, <laughs> that's what's kind of interesting about the report is she said, well, there's no message. There's no message in the, in the spray paint, but I think that's why they, I think that's what they were trying to convey is mysteriousness. They want to be intimidating by being elusive and, and tricky and not really clear. Okay. Wait, so her car was just dirty? That's it? Yeah, you can see the picture here. It's, it's like parked under a tree and it just got pollen dust on it. Oh, my God. Uh, but okay, so what's weird is the police say, "Yeah, we looked at it; it was pollen." But she didn't necessarily go, "Ooh, that's embarrassing." <laughs> I'll shut up now. Instead, after the incident, she attended a town meeting, and um, she claims that a police officer informed her that there are threats against her. Uh, she said, "There's a police officer who came to me and said there's rumors out there." That they're going to assassinate you, the mayor recounted. There's a picture of her right there. Mm. Uh, she's going to be assassinated, is, uh, is, is Miss McPherson. And, and so she says, uh, again, this is after it was revealed that it was pollen. What do we need to do in Lamar? I say we need to come together. There should be something else, but there's always these remnants of racism. I don't care about a car, she said. What I want is my life. Oh, God. So she's uh, the victim of, of threats, apparently, now. Well, as always, you can't trust a woman that doesn't take her husband's last name. <laughs> and see, that's not, that's not even racist. Do you count that as uh, hoax hate, or is that just uh, circumstantial paranoia delusion hate? Uh, uh, I mean, I count the, I don't the know. latter part of... she believed it? I count the latter part of the supposed threat from the cops to be a uh, hoax for sure. Like the then, idea yeah. that a cop came up to her and was like, listen, I got some intel that you're going to be assassinated. That didn't Lamar, happen. Lamar, South Carolina. Yeah. How big is this place? Yeah. Lamar, South Carolina. Uh, population 943. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The town racist has to be extra racist in that. Dude, town what did too. she? I'm just pulling up this picture now. What did she think this was? She it's said it clearly, was a, a sticky yellow spray paint like substance. Did she think that somebody spray painted her entire car uniform and her husband's? It was both cars. What a retard! Oh my god. I mean, I have to assume that she thought it was legitimate because if she knew it was pollen, she would not make herself look so stupid as to report that publicly. Wow, this right? is idiotic. Oh, I don't know. God. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, there's not much more to say about that. But, you know, here's hoping for her life. I really. Yeah. <laughs> watch next week. She's going to be assassinated and I'll be like, oh, damn. I guess it wasn't a hoax after all. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> They'll find her body just gagging pollen. She's choking yeah, really. pollen. She's been. Yeah, she's she's been. Uh, she's just had nothing but pollen shoved down her trachea and she died. It's she her husband. He's like, bitch, you should have taken my last name. God. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> justified in that case yeah really um all right i guess it's time to to do some yeah. cats and close out sure. yeah all right uh Prabos pillness better hurry up and pay your taxes or else kushner and the first step gang are coming for your cornholes your oh, wow. cornholes. Das pooch i still have to press x to doubt on the michael jackson stuff given the previous lying no new evidence and legal shenanigans razor fist has done three vids on this in the past uh over the years worth a watch i trust him so i'll definitely look mm-hmm. into it 
um, Joshi boy, autosexuality when narcissism is just too modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Patrick just finished watching watching Tulsi's CNN town hall. Holy shit, that was a waste mm. of time. She couldn't truly address the drug war. Came out against nukes and had to denounce Assad. Screw left wing politics. Yeah, huh. plenty of people on the right are in with the Assad. I fear that's what's going to happen because a lot of people do like her and they're not even like leftist people who like her. Even some Tulsi more Gabbard. libertarian, like anti-war minded people. But I'm telling you, yeah, maybe this is what was happening. To win in the Democratic Party, she's going to be beaten into progressive bullshit. It's going to happen. Uh, I wonder if they asked no, her about No, she's her... done, though, because of what she said about gay people. Right. I wonder if they asked her about that in the town hall. I'm sure. When I mean, she said it was... She's never going to be able to live that down. Homosexual extremists in Hawaii. That's, That's a, right. such a great term. Yeah. Uh, super wrong thing. That woman is 37, has been in the U.S. for 24 years, and has a bachelor's degree. How in the hell does she not know the consequences of her language? Oh, with this Pelosi spin. She has a different experience. That's a different, all. different experience, experience yeah. with words. Because of her tiny mm. Somalian brain. Uh, Matt Jetton, it better be a good one tonight. I'll need it tomorrow to get through work. Keep it up, guys. It was a pretty I good I hope show. so. Pretty good. Uh, Javon 90. Ann Coulter reminds me of when you bring your wife to the used car lot and she says loud enough for the salesman to hear, I must have that car, and then complains that you can't negotiate down. <laughs> Harsh Jeez. but fair, maybe. Yeah. Um, I did take Sticks's point in his video. He's like, well, what's the alternative here? And I was kind of like, I don't know. You should figure it out. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I, that, as you know, I, as I said, I, I still have serious points of opposition with the, the national emergency declaration. It's not the way I want the country to operate. That said, statutory authority does exist. And I mean, uh, if it, I don't think it's insane to say that this is a significant emergency. I mean, I'm trying to be as fair minded about this as possible. Yeah. Cause uh, people who are on extreme ends on both sides kind of, bug me there's kind of uh, i don't know anyway we've already hashed it out uh the blonde ran i share my birthday with communist women's day i hate it oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh oh the international women's day yeah. well happy birthday wasn't that uh two days ago mm-hmm. happy Eighth? birthday i yeah. don't understand international women's day it's like every day is women's day no it's mostly just women be extra annoying on social media day oh god that's Did you all see melissa milano's tweets today by <sighs> the way no why <sighs> why would i see those do you because they were her? just accostingly stupid she's like i am trans I am lesbian. I am black. I am gay. You know, it was like, even though she's none of those things, she's just saying she's she's like, I am everyone. And everyone is everyone. It's just when you're you're banned on Twitter, do they still let you follow people? I I never go on there. Oh, I'm I'm interested in that because you can still see your feed. No, my feed hasn't updated, but I can see. Oh, it doesn't even update. Yeah. Oh, you can still see tweets, but the feed doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Bradley Freeman, Matt and I once made love while reading bullshit super chats. He was squeezing my money while I was pressing it towards his face. Also, Ann Coulter yeah. doesn't have good points almost ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fighting words with Blonde. Them's fighting words. I don't know. She's really dumb on Amanda Knox, too. I don't know the specifics of that. Amanda case, Knox really. got, we have some time, so I'm going to tell you. Okay. Amanda Knox got charged in Italy with the murder of her roommate that was clearly done by this African guy. And then they like played it out like it was some big sex orgy or something. Yeah. The police clearly planted evidence and she spent four years in Italian jail where they told her that she had contracted AIDS as an interrogation tactic. Wow. It was like it was a whole. I mean, she's been not exonerated, but something has allowed her to come back to the United States. I hate mm-hmm. Amanda Knox. She's the most annoying leftist so hateable like most punchable face like it was clearly this african dude you know and so well, what, what does Ann say? Was guilty. Oh. huh 
Huh? Oh, okay. So Anne thinks she was guilty. That's that's yeah, the she, beef. Okay, so this black dude, after he murdered this chick, he took a giant shit and left it in the toilet. He left all this evidence. And then like So they were able to tie that to him, obviously. Yeah, but then they were saying that like she How was do you know still it was guilty after, because I, I mean maybe he took a shit before he murdered her, but I don't know why you would do that. I mean, you're just going to alarm. I don't know why you would do it after. I'd probably get the hell out of there. Uh, I'd be like, damn, I got to flee the scene. But first, yeah, ooh, I got really some real grumblings down there. But real rumblings, like, whatever. This relationship between Amanda Knox and this guy, like they had um, colluded to, to commit this murder for no reason. She had no motive. It was like, she, there's just no reason. Hmm. All right. Culture's wrong about that. And weed. Um, Phil McCracken, did you see the Mr. Reagan video about AOC? I did. She was been called to run for office, literally the Manchurian candidate, and explains all of her gaffes. She has no idea what she's doing. She's acting. Um, I you like buy Mr. the theory. Reagan. I don't know. I mean, I try to keep my mouth shut about most conspiracy theories that I'm really buying. I've had it. I, I've heard the brief TLDR description. I've not watched the full video, which I should. Yeah, check so it out. So I can't comment in uh, educated fashion on it. Um, Eggy Jet Pilot, keep on rocking. Uh, Semper Ad Melior, uh, Roseanne's Rachel Maddow is great. Only thing I would have added is blinking about 20 times every 10 seconds. She does yeah. do that, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, this is your life. It's good stuff. Nerik Darog. I'm sorry if I butchered that dude. Or, yeah, dude. Warren says she wants to break up Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook. Thoughts on her position trying to get the populist vote or really seeing those platforms as an issue hmm. or on just the idea of it. I mean, that, of course, that appeals to me, but I'm not going to fucking vote for Elizabeth Warren. And, and herein lies the problem. Even if I am trying to entertain the government control angle, which I'm admittedly skeptical of, this is the problem. And this is why I have some skepticism. Do I trust Elizabeth Warren to run these things, to manage these things any more than I trust your average Silicon Valley executive? Yeah, not a chance. They seem like substitutes, for, like interchangeable. So, oh, God. I don't know. I, I need to read that Tucker interview you were referencing. Like if Tucker said the he would salon, vote for her, yeah. do you say straight up, I would vote for her? I mean, the salon article is pretty long. I just kind of skimmed it. I need to check it out. Um, Kevin Flanagan says, hi, I'm Matt. And I can't figure <laughs> out why hate against the people who run banks, media, and academia is the worst <laughs> thing ever. Have you heard of the six gorillion? Our, our, our show just went black, didn't it? Yeah, we're already banned. No, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not saying it should be the worst kind of hate. I don't think there should be protected groups. I'm with you on that. That's yeah. that's a shared belief. Um, we didn't so. say anything about that, though. Uh, Big Elsie, walking around barking mega hat white dudes all over Hollywood Boulevard suite uh, is really fucking weird. Not as weird as the last time Matt and I made love. Ah, oh, you just had, you had to Fair get gay enough. at the end, didn't you? Joseph Duff Coolistics. I grew up in a bad neighborhood. When I was young, the neighborhood kids used to play a tackle version of tag they called Smear the Queer. Yeah. Everyone played that. Oh, I should have used that phrase. Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, Truck of Peace, uh, Walter PPQ SC, great nine millimeter carry. Uh, talking about the the Walther. Walther. I, I'm not familiar with the model, <laughs> but I assume maybe that was a reference know, earlier to uh, talking about what a good, uh, good first buy and a nine millimeter yeah. would be. Yeah. Ryan G, Matt and I, with a few others, once made love on the Trump star. He began to bark and buck as I yanked his leash. We got some odd <laughs> stares, but people don't understand. It was part of that gangbang love. Wow. Thank you. Gay. Piers Lord Phillips with uh, love and appreciation from the Brady Bunch. Mm. Uh, far too hard. Sorry, guys. I was asking about the streaming services called Livestream. Ah. Oh. We were confused. Yeah. I uh, looked it up in the meantime, and it's pay to stream service. Also, here's my contribution for next week. I'm not opposed <sighs> to pay to stream. I'm, 
Uh, if the service is really great. I and mean, if, if people if don't it, have to pay to watch, then I don't see why it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm more opposed to pay to watch. Restream... Which is what, out of the question, yeah. Yeah, I was considering paying them already, which is the service that allows you to multi-stream to, to several platforms. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not doing paywalls. If it's a paywall for the consumer, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. If it's a cost that we have to pay for a great service, eh, I'd consider it. I'd take a look. Help for the guild list. First time catching the show live. Love your stuff, Matt. Blonde just subscribed. Awesome, thanks. Keep Ooh. up the great job. Would love to have you on my show, Matt. What about me? <laughs> Too much hate in your heart. And I really send do me, a lot Yeah, send me an email. Thinking about writing a script about like, the, the purpose of hate, you know, like why you mm. need more hate in defense of hate in defense of hate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, das Pooch never thought I'd be siding with muzzies within Western societies outside the obvious topic, but Hey, <laughs> you fight the weapons you have available. Damn. You guys are spicy tonight. Making me read so much spicy stuff. Trevor says, I tend to lean towards collapsitarian like you blonde. However, a thought occurred to me today. How is being a collapsitarian different than Bill Maher wanting a recession to get rid of Trump? It's totally mm. defeatist black pilled nonsense i'm acutely aware of this but like how much more the thing about youtubers and people that are and people in politics and things like that is like you feel like you put so much effort into trying to make things right and then there's just it's futile and then you're like fuck it fuck it all (laughs) like i know it's a bad position to hold uh but that's not stopping me from holding it i'm probably just gonna abstain from voting i don't know um somebody got their message take some heat people are gonna be mad i don't know i mean I was listening to Red Elephants about this and he's like, everybody's going to say they're not going to vote for Trump and then they're just going to swallow their pride because he's the best candidate for the job still. And that's probably what's going to end up happening. Hmm. Um, this is why women shouldn't vote, you guys. Uh, Chris Lacey, <laughs> yeah, homosexuals. Yeah, that problem. That, I know. That I'm way. like, I don't like you. I'm not going to vote for you again. Yeah. I'll sink this shit. Homosexuals have a, ni- a 19 to 21 year shorter lifespan depending on if you have HIV or AIDS. It's neglectful. I can't believe that someone would have so much hate in their heart. Caliber, finally able to catch a show live. Great way to spend a power outage. Awesome. Um, Casey Monroe, I sent Matt an email about my frustrations about Canadian Amber Alert, and I don't know if he got it. I could resend it, but I want to make sure it gets there. Should I put something specific in the subject? Love you guys. Uh, I'm sure if you use the, the email that's listed in my descriptions or on the website, I'm sure it got there. Um, if it's just like link materials, I don't necessarily respond to every single one, but I do get them. So I, I'm happy to take a look or if you have a specific issue with it. Um, but I will admit the email volume is getting difficult yeah. <laughs> these days. I'm doing the best I can I really am. But if there's something that's super specific that, uh, that needs, you know, that needs urgent attention from me, you can send it again. It's hard um, with the podcast too. I know people complain about me not reading the emails, but sometimes I won't look for like two days and I'll open it up and we'll have like hundreds of emails. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's getting tough. We're doing the best we can. Uh, TNT cycles PDX 15 years ago, Portland state didn't allow guns. This, there was a series of rapes on campus huh. and students protested screaming for armed cops. Interesting. Shooting happened five blocks off campus. And now people are wow. have such short memories. I'd like, I should go back and look at the context of that. That's interesting. Uh, Drea East Coast, if I and or my entire family are shot dead, the Second Amendment uh, still stands. Gun-free zones do not work. Mm. Right on, sister. So you're saying do politicize my death. That's the Uh, blonde stance too. Politicize my death. I know. Like uh, after the Molly Tibbetts thing with, you know, uh, tacos equals daughter's murder fine. um, I was like, if I get murdered by an illegal immigrant, I... I want everybody to use their platforms to avenge my death. And I want there to be a blood feud. Yeah. I'm serious. What was, what was the famous one? 
Oh, God. I can't remember. The famous blood feud in American history that was in, like, Kentucky. Oh, my gosh. Why, I'm so stupid. Why? Let me know in the live chat. That people God, I, I, I'm spacing on the name of it, too. But we want it to be like that. Um, yeah. Uh, Gabriel Ebbings, I'm an unarmed security guard. If something goes wrong in our small uh, time, I have to call the actual police 15 minute response yeah. time. Yeah, that's Something sucks. happens, I have to tell the guys inside to run. Hatfield and McCoy's, duh. Exactly. Thank derp, you. Derp. Against my family and illegal immigrants. Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, okay. I just reloaded this. We got a, we got a million more, don't we? Uh, Caleb, uh, Supported it. No, no. Thank you for that. Will M says, are students allowed to carry at that university uh, that that wants to disarm the police? I assume not, but I don't know. If the students are, but the police lose the option, that would make for an interesting situation. I would assume that's probably not the case, but I don't know for a fact. We'll see what happens there. Son of Uh, the wolf. The thing about the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go for it. Um, The thing about the bump stock is you can achieve the same effect by sticking your thumb in your belt loop. So are my belt loop machine guns now? That's the point. Uh, Jeff Wright, no note. Thank you, sir. Jeff Miller. Keep doing what you guys do. Did you see the picture of Congressman Dan Crenshaw's Captain America glass eye? He's becoming my favorite politician. I listened to him on Shapiro uh, on the Sunday special. Was it too. good? I'm, Should I listen? I'm a big Crenshaw fan. I have some very minor areas of disagreement, but that's true of basically anybody. He's a sexy uh, dude. Have you seen he, his wife? I'm sure I, I have not, but I'm, if anyone is deserving of a smoke show wife, it would be Dan like, Crenshaw. So crazy I'm, hot. I'm happy yeah. to hear that. That said... I'm skeptical of your judgment of female attractiveness, so I'll have to Google this. She's not pointy, but Google it while we look. Okay. Um, Jeff Miller, keep doing what you guys do. Oh, I just read that one. <laughs> I suck at this. $2 thrill. Uh, I thought considering the 2A is meant to stymie government, overreach government legislation on the matter is an obvious conflict of interest. P.S. FBI sniper at Ruby Ridge killed wife and baby in her arms, I believe. Oh, uh-huh. I didn't know the baby died. I thought, I thought the, the baby I thought lived. I thought the baby lived. I'm, but I, I haven't uh, read up on this in a long I, time. Yeah, she was, regardless, she was carrying the child at the time, I believe. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, yeah, Crenshaw's wife. Yeah, nice, nicely done, sir. Hi, girl. Yeah. Travis, if I look up the Battle of Athens, Tennessee, and the Bundy standoff. Um, Athens was armed vets who overthrew the corrupt government in Tennessee. Bundy was an armed mm. farmer. Who held off feds for killing his cattle reasons for is that the way. same bundy from the the bundy land dispute family i would assume or maybe Presumably. not the same bundy family generally speaking oh stan thinks she has a horse mouth oh come on oh. guys God. standard for physical beauties blonde and i actually agreed for once yeah. come on yeah. by the way i saw a picture of this Maisie williams character that's her name right uh aria stark yeah yeah I saw a picture of her. She cannot dress herself. She's so moon faced. It's very hit or miss. Like sometimes she goes way off. But again, she has like pink hair and she's wearing these round glass. I'm like, what are you doing? It is not my stance that Maisie Williams is like some hot chick. No, you're it saying she's stance. hotter than Sophie Turner, yes. who's like a certifiable fox. It's insanity. It's insanity. Every <sighs> time sorry. I think about it, it makes me furious. Too pointy and a ginger, even though she's like blonde in real life or something. <sighs> Scott Allen. Sorry. ATF wanted Randy Weaver to be an informer against his separatist neighbors. That's right. He mm. refused and they went after him. FBI sniper Lon Horici killed Vicki Weaver while she was holding her 10-month-old yeah. baby. Yeah. And then went to Waco to help out. Matthew yeah. Raleigh, I have nothing of any substance to add. Take a few bucks and keep up the good work. We will. Thank you, well, Matthew. Well, thanks. Uh, Jack DDSN, if you lived in the Deep South for any amount of time, you know what pollen is. Happens every year. Yeah, yeah I would assume. 
um, SFSDF, Matt, when are you going to treat your followers to a little fan <laughs> service? I demand you grow out your beard to braid it on stream to rival blondes. Braid. Nobody how wants much to more love making you can make with your fans. Nobody wants to see that, man. I will Everyone look like an that. ISIS combatant. It'll be terrible. <laughs> but it'll look like one of those lame white Islamic guys, you know, like the ginger ones. At least no, my beard isn't ginger. Only but... ginger guys convert to Islam. Is yeah, I guess that's true. Concerned. Trust me, you don't you don't want to see it. Julie V, she did know it was Paul and the cops told her and she still called the state police. Oh, is that how this unfolded? Like, <laughs> oh, oh I didn't know that. She called two separate police forces? Okay. Benzy Box. Whatever. Thanks for the show, guys. Is there a reason the Colin show is only available live? Bumps me out when I wasn't. Because that show sucks. And we <laughs> always have technical problems. And then It's somebody... a little rough around the edges. So yeah. to be frank, I don't necessarily consider it like feature YouTube content. So the compromise we make is we do the live stream and then we put it over on the audio platforms. So if you yeah. want to listen back to it, it's always over on the audio platforms. They're linked in the description. And um, and and the other thing I like about that way of doing it is it's a little bit of incentive. Listen, you really like the show, you want to listen to it. It's a little incentive to go over and subscribe on those audio platforms where we post additional material. So the that's real reason we've... is that I've made a habit of being more extreme on the Colin show because I know <laughs> that nobody's going to listen to it. <laughs> the Colin show is just, it's the wild west, man. I don't it's say that crazy. to be like dismissive. It's just, we never know what, we, what we're going to get. And I've had Colin shows where I'm like, that was really fun. And that was really cool. And I've had Colin shows. Like that where was a disaster think, like, from start to finish. Was that? Yeah. I've had Colin shows where I've said things that I since I seriously regret. I think you'd say the same thing. Immediately and then also, regret too. I've had like callers where it's like, like, was that guy serious or what? What was yeah. this? So it's just it's if you think the Sunday show is like is kind of all over the place, the Wednesday show is is just madness. Yeah, but Wednesday everybody got a house tour on accident. Yeah, my show on my house. Um, yeah. let's see, Colin show. Hard shell and blonde. My mother once told me she didn't believe women should have the right to vote. Kind of blew my mind. By the way, I agree with your statement about a woman not taking her husband's last name. Yeah. Mm. I just, every time a woman, honestly, I think my husband would have called off the wedding if I, if I didn't. Oh, yeah, rightfully so. That's some BS, dude. Yeah. Hyphenated bullcrap. Like what kind Nobody of, yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. And it, sometimes I'll, I'll hear women like, well, I established my career based on my maiden. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> As Roseanne Barr says, no. 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 <laughs> Go home, bitch. Go home, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dab, I believe AOC thinks pollen is hate. How old is this mayor to have never encountered it? Matt, you screwed huh. up my chat last week about the white knitters. Oh, sorry. Can't you change white the font or zoom? It's if it was on Streamlabs, uh, it's not as fault. Or I just it it also might have been amid the panic of like disconnections and things uh, like that. Yeah, it was a tough So that was really I apologize. Um, Phil McCracken, Rashida Tlaib, AOC, ah, both answered casting calls. AOC's boyfriend put her name in the running. It's not a conspiracy. She hmm. admits she admits it in a video. Okay, well, maybe there's more to it. I need to I need to check this out. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I just no, no. I was yeah. talking about other conspiracies that I've recently subscribed to. Ah. Uh, Better Call Hall LLC. Uh, read Walter Block defending the undefendable. Hmm. Okay, sir. Um, Jeff Vincent, did you guys see they changed the name of AC Odyssey Quest where your character has a baby? They call it the achievement growing up, but SJWs went after it for implying gay people to grow up. God. God. All right. So we'll run it out in Streamlabs over here. Um, uh, M the Mad says Boston Meetup is the best meetup 
sign up fellow mass holes. Yeah, it looked like you guys had a good turnout, so happy to see it. Rich Ben says the AAF is backed by the NFL to try to get ahead of the XFL uh, for offseason football ratings. Okay, so maybe that's why they've. it seems like they've got some good uh, production value and, and former NFL players and all that. Uh, Akazit says, uh, please say this in your best Sticks Hexenhammer impression. <clears throat> okay, okay, so it says ahem. I can't. I can't imitate his voice. That's a very yeah, difficult a voice difficult... to imitate. <clears throat> Just take off. That your is shirt. all. Peace out. That's kind of how he says it, but Peace I can't. Out. I can't make my voice sound like his. Well, voice. he doesn't have like a super distinctive. Yeah. Voice. You know? uh, side note: How likely is it to get sticks to do one of Matt's outro in his videos? May uh, yeah, we 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 swap. We sticks and I do a swap. Um, I always thought it'd be fun too to like dress as each other for Halloween. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. You'll have to talk to Sticks about that, and I would feel bad about stealing his bit without him asking me to steal his bit. So. And he'd have to put that long, luxurious hair up in a hat. It's kind of, a, <laughs> it's kind of a shame. Yeah, I, I want him to bring back the mustache, man. That was a good look. You, you should see? go as Macaulay Culkin this year, and I should go as Michael Jackson. Ooh, I like that idea. That might be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Radicus says the delusion of a self-righteous leftist mob that will disarm the police when the police are justified and people in general, uh, um, but will call the cops when they are getting their shit rocked. The gun debate comes down to one thing for me. Can you cure evil? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Do you think that you can eliminate evil from this world? Because that's all it takes is one. All it takes is one loon to go to Portland state where everybody's helpless now and you're all screwed. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yes, let's cultivate a culture, a healthy culture where mass shootings are less and less likely. I don't know how many freaking times I have to say this, but father absence, dealing with father absence yeah. in the nuclear family will do more for mass shootings than any kind sure. of gun control ever can. Oh uh, Phil says Matt's talking about Ruby Ridge. His red pilling is al- almost complete. I know. I, I do <sighs> feel bad about not knowing much about this prior. Well, I, if you I, remember, like two years ago, somebody called in to talk about Waco and we were like, we didn't know what they were talking about. And they, yeah, and I know. I've, the chat went wild. They were like, you guys are so stupid. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not trying to deflect responsibility. Given my interest now, this is something I should know about and I should have known prior. I will say this is something that strikes me as extremely significant in American history that's just not taught. Just it's just not mentioned. Uh, Waco, I didn't know anything no never never really heard of it and all i heard of it all i thought it was was like some jim jones cult yeah you know like some kool-aid cult or something like that that's what that's kind of what the narrative around these events is is that they're like these crazy cultists plotting to overthrow the government and the the hero atf man went in and cleaned it up in waco you're supposed to believe that they all committed suicide by fire and gas or something like that come on no. Come on. And no. and by the way, the documentary I was watching had some of the scenes of the Waco bodies. Oh, yeah. It's, it's horrific. Horrifying. Yeah. Horrific. Uh, Phil says, Mrs. Weaver was shot while standing in the doorway of her home holding her infant child, by the way. Yeah, that's what they, that's what they said in the documentary. Did the too. infant child survive? I can't remember. Uh, I, I thought that the child survived, but I might be wrong. We'll have to revisit it. Chat says so otherwise. Messed up. Last one. Michu says, the problem with disarm PSU is PSU is like a, che- uh, a checkerboard interlaced with downtown Portland and there is a horrible homeless problem here. It would make the campus police's job impossible. Yeah. Uh, I, good luck. Uh, good luck with this. And I assume you're in Portland and maybe in the immediate area of Portland state, if you're familiar with it at that level. Um, 
I hope I hope people don't learn these lessons the hard way. That's that's all I hope for. Uh, people are saying the baby lives. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, uh, thank God for that. You ready to get out of here? Yeah, that was a fun show. Live chat was super fun tonight. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for hanging out and supporting the show and keeping us on track with the facts and the live chat and all that. Uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, if you want to listen to more of that, uh, more of the show material, including the call-in show, like the Super Chatter was referencing, find that on the audio platforms. They're all linked in the description for you. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. If you're having trouble finding anything associated with the, the podcast, really find it all on the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. And you can also email us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. And we will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd or cock Todd, my favorite story from last week. It's not me at the press. It's beauty in the beta. We'll see you then. Thanks guys. Bye guys.